Yo, when's when are they making a new Gex game? Come on, dude. When I want to see, listen, I want to see the CGI uh, lizard try to fuck a real woman. <laughs> I mean, look, the Matrix Four is happening. They got to make Gex. Would it be Gex Four? Because they did. How many no, Gex so gangs are there? There was Gex. There was Gex Two. There was Gex Three uh, and Gecko Undercover or something. Yeah. What was the one where there was the Gex 316 at? Okay, there's been three. There's been Gex, Gex Enter the Gecko, and Gex 3 Deep Cover Gecko. But I also, I I have a Game Boy Gex game. Huh. I have that game was, in box. Was that? You know what else I, you know what else I have? Oh, no. I have more trophies than you. Ladies and gentlemen, and oh no, welcome, friends of yeah. one and all. Are we still doing the and the ladies and gentlemen and our friends behind the binder? We we gotta work on what we're doing with this opening. Anyway, <laughs> hey, what's up? It's me, Dr. Ryan. It's uh it's wait, boy. fuck, I fucked all this up. <laughs> Keep this in. I'm keeping all take of it. Two. In, yeah. Take two, take two. Ladies, gentlemen, and our friends beyond the binary, you are all our friends. Welcome to What's the name of the show? I have more. I have more trophies than you. That was a bait. I was just doing it. Uh, this is a video game podcast about video games and the way different ways that people play them. I am your host, Dr. Ryan, and I'm here to talk about Gex. I look okay. I and I'm your co I'm your host, also. Yep, yep, uh, there you go. Chris, and I played too yep. much Final Fantasy this week, but I need an I need another Gex game. I for some reason have like, like very Gex. fond memories of playing Gex uh Enter the Gecko and then Gex 3D uh Deep Undercover or whatever. Deep like, cover yeah, deep, deep cover gecko. Oh, there we go. Yeah, that's the one I had because it was on Nintendo 64. Yeah, I had it on PlayStation because I was a PS boy. And I was a I was a Nintendo boy. Uh, see. Oh wait, or maybe it was Enter the Gecko was because uh, that was also oh no, I had Enter the Gecko, I think. Yeah, I had Enter the Gecko. Cause that's the one where he's a where he's a, a like a spy man on the cover. See, I was stupid as a kid because I had Enter the Gecko and the 3D one, but I never understood that Enter the Gecko was the second one because the first one is like a side-scrolling uh, yeah game. I uh, I got into it more when he was all about making puns and doing uh like here's you know we're making fun of TV shows, but three is the one where the where he wants to fuck the Playboy playmate. Mm-hmm. Um, like tons of matrix jokes in them yeah hey did that really come out in 99 like hey you fucking cowards let the cartoon uh gecko have sex with the real woman (laughs) i want to see it i mean it's 2021 why has nobody made you know how they make all these porno like uh parodies Oh yeah. Where's the where's the Roger Rabbit one where they animate a real like a cartoon rabbit man having sex with a real woman? Why isn't that a thing? I don't know, and that's something that's like super baffling to me because this like, is a family podcast. Oh, kinda. Um, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, <laughs> I mean, how is that not like? more of a thing that exists in hey, our society. If you're listening to this right now, email I have what is it? I have more trophies than you at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh we want to know what cartoon character you would have banging what porn star. Mm. Let us know. Let us know. 
That's what we're about that's right question. now. That's your homework, guys. I want to yeah, see your 45 emails about that. <laughs> like, but that's that's true though. Like, that's that's uh, there's a lot of porn parodies, but like they never go for like the the easy rule 34. Like, I guess that's probably more like. I mean, really ambiguous. I, with CGI, like, yeah, you have to make a character that looks yeah. not like the character. But I wonder what's the. Could you just take a sex scene and then like. I don't know. Like, I, could you? Yeah, well, not deep fake, but could you like erase the dude and replace him with like a teenage mutant ninja turtle, or like the yeah, tick totally. or something? Where? Yeah. yeah, just fucking replace some guy with like eek the cat, and then get on it. <laughs> like, yeah, we got Bubsy here with um, I don't know. Just I, get. I don't know porn it's, stars. It's, um, get the pirates of deep water and uh uh. Alexis, Texas, and just go to town. There we go. See? All right. We're Video a, games. We could have a porn empire. I don't want I, I don't want one. <laughs> I have a job that will get me in trouble with that. All right. Don't tell anyone you listen to this part of the podcast. <laughs> I love that this, this, this is, is the first like three minutes of this. This is it. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna have an internet secret. You know what an internet secret is, Chris? No, I don't. Would it? An internet secret is when you say something on the internet that you shouldn't have said, and then you just tell everyone who listened, don't tell anyone. <laughs> yeah, internet secret, guys. Um, I, I, I coined that phrase once on a live stream when I talked about some <laughs> shit I should not have, and I was just like, don't tell anyone I said that. Internet secret. Oh, that rules. I'm going to use that now. Because yeah, I, I talk about shit that I shouldn't talk about too often. <laughs> absolutely. Which, actually, actually uh, I don't know if I can talk about this. I... You know what? I'm going to say it, and if I can't talk about it, I'll bleep it out. You'll hear a bleep. Yeah, go ahead. Bleep that the fuck out. Okay, <laughs> nope. That's a no. All right. Let's move on. Um, what have you been playing? No, you start. because you'll. Oh. Yeah. Are you sure I'm you putting, really want to start with this? <laughs> I'm putting three minutes on the timer. Oh, I don't got... I, that's not enough time. Um, that's all you fucking get. I, uh, well, I've been playing Deathloop a little bit. Uh, oh that's a great game it's okay um fuck you it's a great game <laughs> it's better it's better than some bullshit story on the moon that makes a bunch of people cry no, anyway i you have three minutes to talk about your dumb bullshit starting okay. now uh final fantasy and walker came out and that game is phenomenal like what a fucking like home run grand slam of a game like uh Shadowbringers was was a huge step for that game in the way that it told its story it told a very very sad story um yeah what happened just uh i don't spo- i'm not spoiler, gonna spoil no, fuck that I'm no fuck that spoil spoilers it. go i'm not gonna play it so just go ahead yeah but other people might play it i don't want to spoil well, it because it's skip a mi- you can skip ahead two minutes and 30 seconds go <laughs> so in you sh- have two minutes and 30 seconds in Shadowbringers, we kind of learn about the past uh all these conflicts that birthed heidelin and zodiac right um, and in Endwalker, we kind of see that through. Um, so in the sense of like in Shadowbringers, the villain is a very uh, endearing villain, right? He's somebody that you can connect with. He's someone you can understand. And they do a very, very good job of doing that. Um, and then it's it's like through the whole run of it, you're kind of just like going through the gauntlet of like defeating all these bosses and, and slowly dying basically in the process uh, in the end it all works out but it's a very sad uh resolve to everything because in the way that you have to end the villain it's kind of like your 
rewriting history in some ways because their history is lost and as most history is written history is written by the victors so um it's it's a story about that it's a story about loss and stuff and then endwalker just connects all that together and then finishes and con- like gives everyone a resolution gives everyone the closure they needed and then ends all the storylines pretty much in a nice little bow and it's it is a sad game like I, i'm sure you've seen all of our friends playing it and posting pictures of their kevin smith face while they beat the game and that's a, f- a very same experience for me because i was crying non-stop through this game this game is brilliant the writing brilliant the music brilliant like every character moment brilliant everything is so fucking good and i cannot believe that this is what is the end of a 10-year saga that we've been playing through and it's like this is this is how it ends this, it couldn't have in, ended better um it's phenomenal how uh, did it end you've said nothing how does I, I, it end? i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil Endwalker. i like it's it's too good to spoil because it's one of those things that if you can get over the hump that is a realm reborn and i totally understand that that game can or that part of the game is it's long it's it's setting up the world it's setting up these characters that you're going to fall in love with it's going to set up every little thread there's even things in 1.0 that were set up that end in this new expansion and it's so fascinating to see that kind of stuff happen um and pay off in such a major way that i i can't talk about it because Okay, well, I can't. Ed Walker opens a story <laughs> no. of light, an adventure blessed by Heidelin, the Mother Crystal, and an organization called the Scions of the Seventh Dawn travel to Ard Shorelyan to learn what the form knows of the final days. Along the, I'm reading off Wikipedia. Along uh-huh. the way, the warrior encounter. This is really fucking long. Yeah, it's it it's that's the thing I think we'll probably see complaints it's about is probably pacing in the the story, but I think it's pace totally fine i don't know it's it's phenomenal it's one of the highest rated games of the year it totally deserves it it's an expansion pack it doesn't count (laughs) well i mean if if this is the expansion pack that ends the story i feel like if you were to judge the whole thing this is one of the best games ever done like it it is just so fucking good and it's like i know that there's a lot of complaints too about connecting to servers it's a pandemic so Crime, I mean, every crime, every, every fucking MMO has had problems. Yeah, it's that's the other thing. It's like every MMO has a problem for a month about connecting, and then on top of that, they have been very forward about it for months. That I mean, there was even that mass exodus of WoW where everyone went to Final Fantasy, and it's still there. So they were just like, "Hey, look, we already had big plans to update the servers, but due to the influx of players we just got over yeah. the summer, not even at the expansion, the summer, we can't do that right now." So data center travel not happening yet. I'm yeah. gonna be completely honest. I've read the I've read now the story of this game, just like the end of it. I don't understand what the fuck any of this shit means. Yeah, because you're missing. 10 years of story. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, is I really the re- what the fuck does that mean? See, was yeah. back keeping all of this out. And no threats. You better not. I will. <laughs> I can't, you, hey, I can't hey, spoil don't, it. Don't, don't bleep this part out. If you have, if listen, Hey listeners, if there were any bleeps before <laughs> this part, Chris and I are at war. <laughs> all right. With the f- yeah. I thought this yeah. So yeah, like the the story is done, but like we're going to set up 
a new story uh when patch 6.1 hits so this is I kind thought of this like was the, the end of the story it is it's the end of the heidelin zodiac story mm, which has been going that's the bad, that's the bad crystal right yeah yeah so what's the crystal the mother crystal yeah what is it it's heidelin <laughs> You no, but like, that? what is it? No, I know what, and now it's Highland, but like, what is it? It's a giant crystal. <laughs> but like, what is it? It's just a giant crystal. I thought that it was like a primal or something. Uh, Highland. What? Is. Yeah. Which so she, it's not she's really like god, real, but she's not real. She is. But she's a primal. Yeah. And primals are just uh, they're god prayers. Sons. Yeah. By people usually tempered by like. Uh, this fucking in this game a little bit this is ridiculous and it's really good too that was the thing i couldn't believe that they this is fucking this, hold up okay uh-huh this is fucking kingdom hearts um there it's, are definitely uh, uh, moments it's fucking kingdom hearts you've been playing kingdom hearts for 10 years <laughs> there are definitely moments where i'm like oh this is i mean there's even um yeah, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of story. I mean, well, it's, it's okay. just a lot so you, of story. You, so you've definitely bleeped out me talking about the end of the story. Let's yes. let's not. Okay. This is great because now you've given me a superpower. At any time, oh, if you're man. talking about shit that I don't want to talk about anymore, I'll just start reading spoilers for Endwalker <laughs> and you'll have to bleep it and move on. Oh, uh, no. Did you play anything I, that wasn't this fucking game? Yeah. Um, I played Deathloop. <laughs> great no like yeah i i've been so deep into it just because it's it was just that good i oh. i cannot recommend it enough should we can we really quickly talk oh it's great game speaking of can we really quickly talk about the game awards happened yeah and uh it was dog shit it was awesome final I, fantasy won two awards fine whatever <laughs> yeah but the shitty game about it's not shitty it's a very good game i like it takes two it's one of my favorite games of the year it's not the best game of the year <laughs> it's definitely not the best family game of the year the game about divorce and also the yeah. shitty message at the end that if you just believe hard enough two people that definitely should not be together are back together um what a terrible message um i've cracked the code of the game awards and i want to spell it out right now go for it here's how the game awards work number one they're rigged one trillion percent. It Jeff Keeley that way, doesn't it? Jeff Keeley just picks. I've known about that since the very first one when the game of the war game of the year went to Dragon Quest Inquisition that had come out like a week later and was only getting 80s mm-hmm. and was going against better games. Um, if you notice, there were six games nominated for game of the year. Yes. And all of those games minus one won a different award, won at least one award. Right. Uh, Psychonauts didn't win anything, but also nobody from Psychonauts was there. Really? Every other per- every other game had somebody show up, and It Takes Two didn't win anything. So I truly believe that the Game Awards works like this. Jeff Keighley tries to get anybody from a major studio and says, if you come, you'll win an award. Mm. Because every other game won at least one award. Deathloop won an award. Metroid Dread won an award. Resident Evil won an award uh, through the lady um, that plays... Uh, Demetrius. Demetrius. Uh, what was the? Uh, what else was nominated for? Oh, uh, um, it was Death. Ratchet, uh, Ratchet and Clank. I think won something for like art direction or sound direction yeah, or something. I think it was art direction. It's everybody wins one award, and if you notice, they don't do like the Oscars where it's like if something wins a bunch, you know, they have it's like 
They, Something like, was awarded. It's like, and you also won this right. award and this award. Everybody gets one time to come up on stage and show off. And that's why fucking It Takes Two didn't win anything else, except for that one award that they gave away without talking about. You know, like mm-hmm. with, uh, they gave away when they announced like 40 awards at once. It is one trillion percent set up so that Jeff Keighley can get as many people as he wants because they went 45 minutes once without giving away an award. It was just commercial, commercial, commercial. My friend, uh, Jared from Cheap Ass Gamer, we were watching it together, and also my friend Mike, and we just we were realizing this when we went, don't call this the Game Awards anymore. Just call this either, call it the Winter, you know, he does the Summer Game the Fest. Winter Game Show. Just call it the Winter Game Fest, or call it the Keeleys. Jeff Keeley talks about his favorite games. Yeah. Because there's no fucking way in hell that the awards went the way they did legitimately. They were yeah. just giving shit away so that everything could win something. When when it takes two one, I was really baffled by it because it's because that dude, the Jeff Joseph Ferris yeah. or whatever, is is friends with Keeley and he does the funny fuck the Oscars. Well, and he came up. Well, I guess the Oscars got fucked. So it's like, here's my theory on it. Right? Mm-hmm. Have you seen all the stuff going on down with uh, Take Two and Hazelight Studio over the naming of the game? Yes, I think that it's more of, hey, let's give it Game of the Year. Now it has all this publicity behind it. Now you can't force them to change the name. Like fuck so, Take Two for doing Keely comes out and gives us impassioned. I I stand with uh, everyone being harassed by game makers. Blah, you know he's like trying to do this little virtue signaling thing for like I'm against Activision. When literally a couple days earlier he's just like we're not taking sides in this, you know. And also an yeah. Activision president is on the board, and then he's like, I take it back. But it's just like Keely will sell his soul to get whatever he needs on that show. Yeah. And then he will say whatever it takes. There was he, that. Like I, I saw that on Twitter and I was really kind of kind of taken back by it because it's like, no, you have a platform, you have a voice, you need to say something, do something. Yeah. And then like sure enough, like he did a QA on Reddit and uh had announced that he was kind of like reversing his kind of Yeah, because enough enough people held his feet right. to the fire and said, This sucks. And dude. it's like that's cool but even his statement no it's like, not don't don't say don't ever well, say the sure. words jeff keely and cool <laughs> but the thing was is his statement even at the show wasn't it was such a just a blanket like if you really wanted to call out these studios call them out say hey like ubisoft you have a president that's doing this hey uh activision your ceo is doing this we do not condone that you guys should step down from your positions right now. And then anyone else that's still like getting affected by this stuff, like we'll find you out. <laughs> like he'll, ne- he'll never, he'll never fucking do it. He's, it. he's trying to have his cake and eat it too. He is trying it, to get all of this way. corporate yeah. bullshit. And, but also look like a champion of the people. So I don't know. I've, I've never really been like the big Jeff. Keighley I know fan, people. But. I know people who know Jeff Keeley and they have said he's one of the nicest men and he's a great guy. And that's probably true, mm-hmm. but man, he just fucking cannot pick a side and refuses to, and it's very him in the ass. of him. Like he, it's yeah. very like it. And if this show usually, um, the last couple of game awards have been okay in my mind. They've, they've all been, been dog watchable. shit. Like, they've all been dog shit. <laughs> I don't like. Also, 
Hey, fuck Imagine Dragons. Yeah, fuck that. Like, what is with... That band has and always will suck. Yeah, like... They pull up and they're like, it's time to honor 10 years of Supergiant Games and their great music. And I'm like, fuck yeah, play Build Build a Wall from Bastion, play Good Riddance from Hades. You've got such good music. And they start, and there's like they're they're doing the you know the the build a wall song from Bastion. Yeah, I fucking love that song. And then all of a sudden, here's fucking douche guy from fucking um from Imagine Dragons singing his little everyone would be my enemy. And I'm like, <laughs> fu- I forget who said it. I saw it on Twitter, but this was the best thing. Imagine's Dr- Imagine Dragons is Coldplay for gamers. Oh God, you're right. Oh my god. Said, I want to give credit to whoever said that, but I can't remember who. So I didn't shout coin that, you. but it's yeah, shout out to you. Um yeah, that's uh somebody in Discord the other day said that uh all of their music sounds like cop uh like workout music. And I'm like <laughs> <laughs> exactly I, I wouldn't I would not go I would not go that far, but <laughs> like um uh, I mean they opened the show with Sting. Like what I guess he's. Yeah, I guess he's person the legend and, show. Yeah, but uh, still, like, are we really opening with Sting? How like, much cooler would it have been if real Sting, the wrestler, had then come I, out and hit when, when him with a chair? Sting, I was like, dude, what if like Sting walks what, out? Dude, what if he comes out from the Raptors? Yeah, yeah like, that's and that's how you announce the AEW game. Oh, um, wouldn't that be awesome? Like that would have been uh, awesome. But no, it was Sting fucking in the police. Anyway, like, so I love the game awards because how much of a train wreck they are. Uh, mm-hmm. There's there were some cool games to show. Like I I will play that as much as we're talking about. I hate you know talking to shit on uh, companies led by people who suck. Yeah, uh, Quantic Dreams is making a Star Wars oh, game. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't actually know Quantic Dreams was bad until that. Like that hit and i was like yeah that's cool and uh, my friends were like oh no quantic dreams bad and i was like what are you talking about i was like did you not know and i had no idea yeah that was um, uh, fairly recent wasn't it like because i uh, i was I also guess. like filled in kind of like while the quantic, going but the uh, the quantic dream star wars game i'll play that i wake two fuck yeah uh i cannot i mean it's been a week and the fact that there's nothing else that i can remember Sonic being, Fort, fuck Fort yeah shut up um <laughs> you know what if that's a open world game, uh, that's a that's a legitimate open world Sonic game that doesn't have all of the shit that usually I wouldn't want to try to platinum. Sonic games usually have like S rank shit, which I hate. Yeah, and that's why I don't want to play. But if that's just like an open, if that's Far Cry with Sonic and there's no like S rank shit, I'll make you a promise right now that I'll platinum. It. <gasps> I love it because I'll fucking play the shit out of. I we'll see when it comes out. My guess is it's gonna play like um. Sonic U- oh I'm gonna get this wrong Sonic Utopia or something um Sonic Roboblast maybe it's which are all fan games that have like they're not open world but like they're these huge sprawling kind of like Mario Odyssey just a huge sprawling stage that you kind of run around and complete objectives and then um I would love that I, I I'm ready for we'll something see. new we'll in Sonic and this is okay. one that they keep saying that hey we're taking our time with this like it was supposed to be out last year and they're like no we're gonna really just make this a good one and it's like all right prove us that you can you you know prove to it do you have anything else before we get into the platinum report um what is it gonna take to get you to play through all of final fantasy 14 (laughs) one million dollars you heard him bill gates where you at um somebody (laughs) Yoshi P's got that in his back pocket. Um, he's a welcome he's a of the company now. Welcome to the Platinum Report. Hit the music. Oh yeah. 
announced that uh, it's a shorter platinum report this year. In fact, I, or this year, this uh, this week, because I was playing some more legitimate games. Uh, I actually went down in rank. I'm no longer the 87th best gamer in America. I'm the 88th best gamer in America. Uh, well, I've decided to play less shitty games. Yeah, I only got 18 new platinum since last episode. That's still you, pretty good. I know. But like when you're at your, before I've been averaging 30, so I got half as money. But I really do want 2022 to be a year filled with more games for my backlog. Like I'm still going to play the shitty games when they come out, but I'm going to spend less time. Like I'm not going to spend it all day. Right. On a Saturday, just playing shit when I don't have the time anymore. I'm going to spend my time playing good games and use. I think my, my idea, here's my goal for 2022. I work five days a week. Mm-hmm. I get a two-hour lunch break Monday through Friday. I, I, I see patients up until about noon, and I go back at two. Sometimes I get off a little earlier, like 1130, right? I think my goal is that lunch breaks are for shit games, and after work and weekends are for good games. That's fair. I think that's a fair way to put it. Yeah, because then if during your lunch you want to do something else, with, you're not with like, the exception time. With the exception, every Sunday morning is for our newest Christian game from Breakthrough <laughs> Gaming. Gotta play that. Gotta get our Sunday platinum. Do they have? Oh fuck! I don't want to look it up. It'll make me sad. <laughs> and I put out a new one on Sunday that I already got, which we'll talk about right now. Eighteen new platinums and one non-platinum hundred percent. All right on. So let me talk about the shit games, and then we'll get into the the good games. And the the non-platinum hundred percent actually does with the good games, and it'll be quick because I'm not really going to talk about them because I have an announcement. So really quickly. We platinumed Sushi Run on PS4 and PS5. That is made by the same people who make the break games, and they made an endless runner, except they barely put any effort into it, and I, you can platinum that game in a minute. <laughs> then I platinumed Racing Challenge Mode Edition. That is a breakthrough gaming arcade game. Got that on a Sunday. Uh, thank you, big guy upstairs, for video games. <laughs> then we got Sushi Break 2 head-to-head. That was a PS5 port. We got a game called Six Souls on PS4 and PS5. Here's legitimately... I played that game twice, and I cannot remember what that game is. <laughs> Hold I'm on. I'm looking at the art right now, and it just kind of looks... I don't know. What the fuck? Oh, this was a uh, this was like a platformer kind of meat boy-ish type of thing. All right. But you have a sword. It was not good. Uh, then we got the platinum for Pretty Girls Mahjong Solitaire Green on PS4. Uh, that's, of course, again, uh, just a Mahjong solitaire game with booby ladies. Uh, there's also a PS5 version that I'm two-thirds through. I've been playing that just on lunch breaks. Then we got Space Kabam on PS4 and PS5. That is a very badly made shmup. Takes about seven minutes. Uh, we got Ice Cream Break on PS4. That's another break game. Then I wonder if there's a PS5 version of Ice Cream Break yet. So far, we've only had... Oh, Ice Cream Break on PS5 came out. Oh. I need it. I'm gonna have to get that platinum after platinum this. Incoming. Um, Memories of East Coast on PS4 and PS5. That is a visual novel that is dog shit, and I didn't really, I didn't even pay attention. We got Catch the Bowling Balls Challenge Mode Edition. That's our Sunday platinum. Thank you, Breakthrough Gaming. We got A Year of Springs, which is uh, on PS4 and PS5. Once again, another. Uh, visual novel game about going to hot springs it was dog shit and then tanks versus tanks pvp which is like a really badly made tank uh pvp game the platinum is for killing 20 tanks but uh they forgot to code friendly fire so you can just uh start a game and then shoot the non-moving uh 
guy on your team 20 times and then you get the platinum oh, the man. two good platinums and the 100 non-platinum that i platinumed which is why i haven't got more is mass effect 2 mass effect 3 and mass effect legendary edition which means i've i've finished the mass effect trilogy and here's what i want to say about that okay the first episode that i can pick of january is going to be at the about the mass effect legendary edition Okay. I'm announcing that right now. That's our I don't want to say our first episode of the year because I don't know who gets first pick of the year, but the first episode that I can pick of this podcast in 2022 will be about the Mass Effect trilogy. I got to beat Mass Effect 3. <laughs> Have you never? No, um it was that game that when it came out there was a lot of problems with the You got a, you got about a month. Yeah. You got about I, a month. I could probably do it. It's just yeah, that was the game that there was so much drama around it. I was just like, yeah, I'll wait for them to finish it. And then when I don't, they did, I just yeah, didn't uh, play it. Keep all this. Let's let's save this. I have thoughts, oh, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. but I want to save them for the podcast. Totally. So I'll just yeah. say really quick, 88th in the country, 563 in the world. We have 28,098 overall trophies, 974 all over Platinum's 916 trophy level. What will be Platinum 1000? I will announce right now that as soon as I... Get back home. There was something like when I got home. I oh yeah. So there's one game I have to platinum. Okay, you can do that. There's a game I have to platinum before 1,000 really quick, and that is Cthulhu Saves Christmas because I want to get the platinum on Christmas. So that'll be like 970 whatever. Um, and I am gonna kind of slow down on the shitty game so I don't get it. But platinum 1,000, I think I'm gonna go back and it's gonna be Dragon Quest 11. I think it has nice. to be. I'm so stoked to talk about that game. That will also be an episode, hopefully sometime in January. So yeah, gonna get a platinum that it's going to take some time. So the, the, the rating in uh, the country rating will probably dip because I can get shitty platinums up to a thousand, but I don't want to, I want to, st- I have to stop at nine ninety nine, and then wherever I am in the game, I just have to power through until we get there. So my, my score might dip. That's but I, what a good uh, game for, platinum 1000 well it's more about what you know the personal history i have with it which is yeah, why yeah which i think i've talked about on this podcast yeah um i don't i don't know if i talked about I, it podcast, in 2009 i started playing it in 2009 i started playing dragon quest 11 and then i fell off a cliff while hiking and uh dislocated my shoulder and was really scared that like i wasn't able to be a doctor anymore and that my life was over and i couldn't even hold a controller and then thankfully i got better and then i just never went back to it and then it just kind of sat there so that'll be 1000 anyway that's been the platinum report and we've spent a lot of time not talking about the game for this episode which (laughs) is going to take a very long time so we should probably get into it let's get into it then we are playing the first game i platinumed of this year will be the last game we talk about this year and that's yakuza like a dragon do you got so before we go into it um and i wanted to really like break down this game and break down the story um Chris, what's your history with Yakuza? Okay, so I played Yakuza 1 when it first came out on the PS2, and I hated it because I was a kid, and all I wanted was Grand Theft Auto in Japan, and it was not that. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. But uh, I would say, I, th- I think about a year, maybe a year and a half ago, I started up Yakuza 0 because it was on Game Pass, and I played through maybe half of the game and then just kind of like the jrpgs are something that i i tend to 
take a long time with if I'm really enjoying it because I just want to keep dipping back into that world and spend 20 hours at a given time and then kind of put it down, come back and experience more of it. Um, and so I've, I've played a lot of Yakuza zero and that's it. Um, I've just kind of been dipping into the, uh, Yakuza games, but I have now played through, uh, almost all of Yakuza seven. <laughs> I didn't get a finish. Wait, it. you didn't finish it. Nope, and I'll tell you why. Uh, Chris, you had one fucking job. I know, and I we've got... known. Wait, hold on. We've known that this was going to be the episode for almost two months. Yeah, and what the fuck? Life has just been too, too fucking busy to play game. Um, could have you could have not played a little <laughs> bit of Final Fantasy fourteen. No, I was beating that story as soon as I ah. can to not get spoiled. No, the the problem was is I, I've been playing the hell out of it. Um, I've got like. God, I don't know how many hours into it. And I'm in chapter 12 where they just basically say, hey, stop playing the game and go grind until you uh, have Well, this is going to suck for you because I'm definitely talking about the entirety of the story. Oh, that's totally fine. I already know what okay. happens. Like, it, oh, great. Okay, yeah, okay, like, okay. It, it was one of those things that when I hit that wall, it was like, hey, go get 3 million uh, yen. I was just like, no, uh, I'm not doing that because I've... Uh, you know, in, in RPGs, JRPGs, you spend your money a lot to get yeah. better gear so that you're better geared uh, to fight against your enemies. Three million so yen I have is nothing. All my money. Yeah, three million you can make three million yen in about ten minutes. What? Oh, you fucked up. All right. Really? Um, like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm about something. to I'm about to learn Blow you on mind. this fucking Blow game. Okay. So I want to quickly say my history with Yakuza is very simple. I didn't know what the fuck it was until this Mega 64 video back in like, I want to say like 2010, 2011-ish, where they made a video making fun of when Yakuza got uh, like changed when it came over here. Like they took out the hostess shit and they changed names because Sega was like, oh, American audience wouldn't understand. So I didn't even know what it was. And then I found out what it was and I was like, "Eh, that doesn't sound interesting to me. Cut to when Yakuza 0 came out. I was like, should I try this Yakuza shit? And some friends were like, I think you'd be fun. You'd like it. And I played Yakuza 0. Mm-hmm. And I was really enjoying it. I never finished it. Um, I got pretty far in. But then uh, what happened was to get the platinum in that game, you have to do all the side shit. And it started to be shit like, yeah. hey, you need to play this bowling game and do all these seven ten splits. Or you need to play Mahjong and Shogi. And I'm like, I fucking can't do this. <laughs> and I really should have just sat down and finished the game. Maybe I will someday just mm-hmm. to see the end of the story. But I kind of fell off it. I didn't get back on it until this game came out because I heard about how it was a turn-based RPG. And that's what interested me. Because Yakuza 0 was fun, but after a while, the combat got very boring. Yeah, I, I'm was, kind of right there with you in the the older like just beat 'em ups. Yeah, yeah, it's it can get very stale after you know, many hours. So if you don't know, quickly, Yakuza is a series all about this dude named uh, Kiryu. Uh, what's his Kazuma Kiryu? Yeah, Kazuma Kiryu. Who is basically they the game the first game takes place in like what two thousand. Uh, yeah, roughly. It's turn of the millennium. Yeah. 2005-ish, whatever. And it's all about the life in the Yakuza. Life as a gangster. And it's all, you know, it's it's an open world game in a sense of you're in the city and you have to go do missions. 
and there's side shit to do. And really, like, the thing that people like about Yakuza is that it's kind of like a life simulator in that, yes, there are story missions, but most of the game is just fucking around a town and doing shit you would do in a Japanese town. Going gambling, going to the arcade, doing side shit. There's always, like, an investment game of some sort making money. And so it's a lot of that shit. Uh, and they did six of those. Seven if you count. I guess there's a side game with zombies that doesn't count as a mainline game. Didn't they also do like an Edo period one? Oh, yeah. And they did like eight because they did like one back in like and Romance of the Three Kingdom shit. Also a, uh, well, that you know what? Chinese there's game. six mainline games and it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, seven, seven because there's seven. zero. Yeah. Yeah. There's seven. No, no, because, yeah. Yeah, no, no. I'm talking about before. Oh, before and seven. Gotcha. Yeah. Then there's seven. there was also Yakuza zero which is a prequel that takes place in 1980-something. Because that's uh, the setup for uh, Kiryu going to prison. Yeah. And then him getting Kiryu, out being Yakuza. Him getting out and being uh, back in the Yakuza is the first game. There's also some side games in the, what's called the Judgment series, which is about a lawyer who does Yakuza shit. Also, the Yakuza guys made a... Um, didn't they make up Fist of the, Nor- Fist of the North Star game, yeah, which is literally yeah. just... It's just Yakuza, it's just Yakuza because, but it's Hokutono Ken, yeah. Yeah, but like you go around the city and it's like, this is the same shit. It's yeah, very funny. It's exactly, yeah. And I kind of want to play that game, but I think they put Mahjong in that game too. Um, <laughs> anyway, so when they announced, they announced that Yakuza 6 was the end of Kiryu's story, and people were like, well, what does that mean for the next series? And then all of a sudden, they announced... A, it was an April Fool's joke, everyone thought, because it came out around then, that Yakuza 7 was going to be a turn-based RPG instead of a uh, brawler game. And everyone was like, what the fuck? Completely, like, kind of going backwards in history of how RPG, JRPGs yeah. have evolved. But I got to tell you, I fucking love this game. <laughs> um, so fucking good, right? <laughs> so what they did, which is really smart, is like, how do you start over... A new, this series has been going and they want to keep parody in this. It's in the same world, but how do you start yeah. with a character who doesn't know all the shit that Kiryu did? Because much like anything, after the sixth time, Kiryu is like a basically he's Superman. Yeah, and they I mean, not to flash forward, but they do mention kind of back to events that have happened before this game. Yeah, throughout this but, game. But the question is, how do you have a guy that doesn't know about that so you can grow with him if you're a new character? And it's very simple. Send that boy to prison. You send out of prison for 20 years so uh the story of uh yakuza like a dragon is that we get a new character and his name is ichiban kasuga ichiban kasuga ichiban ichiban if you don't know means number one in japan it does well in japanese yeah it does mean number one uh that's what i mean he's the best um, he's the best he's not he's a, he sucks but i love him what really what you don't like ichiban did you not just hear what i said I said he sucks, but I love him. Oh, okay, that's fair. I, oh, he's he the best. I, I love. Hey, let me. You know what I mean. Anyway. He's great. He's awesome. He's a dumbass. Sweet baby, I protect him. He is a dumbass. I love him. He's my favorite character in all of of Yakuza, that's out of the two I played. He's a <laughs> dumbass. He's a complete dipshit. Yeah. Super uh, Dragon Boy or Dragon Quest fanboy. Yeah, yeah. So the idea is that. Ichiban is just this fucking guy. He's like the game starts in like 2001. Oh, I'm looking it up. 2001. Yeah. Game starts in 2001 where uh, 
he is basically an orphan kid who has been adopted by these people that oh, he he lives in a soap land, which a soap land. This is going to be explaining yeah, a lot of shit. A soap land <laughs> is a place where dudes can go and get jerked off by ladies in a bath. Yep. Is that that's correct? That's fairly accurate. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you can go get handies in a bath. And he lives there and uh, and joins the fucking Yakuza under this dude named Arakawa, played by um, oh fuck, who plays him? Uh, dude, uh, Star Wars, Star Wars man, Star or Star Trek guy, Star Trek guy. Wait, did you play this game in English? Absolutely, Ryan. What are you doing? Well, I I speak English. No. Oh. <laughs> You what can't... the fuck is that guy's name? Oh no, George Takai. George Takai. No, why? Yeah. Why would they have him play him? He plays Arakawa. He's very good. He's very good at it. Is he? No, he's he's great. Oh um, man. see that that is so blasphemous in my mind to play this why? game in English. I I don't why? know because it's like what? yeah because it's um like the 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 original directors they chose specific people to play these voices. So it feels weird to hand it off to a localization team for them to fill in voices that they for think sound similar. So for me, it's like is always play in Japanese. No, fuck that. I played it in English because oh. I speak English. Nihongo um, Hanas. Whoa, is that was played by Robbie Damon? I didn't even know that. Johnny Young Bosch is in this. I'm not surprised Johnny Young Bosch is in. See, that's in. That right there is my biggest problem with uh, English voice acting is because they use the same five fucking actors. Oh, wow. I didn't know Matt Mercer was. Yep. Matt Mercer's in it. Oh, that makes sense. Like he's another one of the same actors. (laughs) Like so much show was in this. Pro ZD was in this. I knew that because there's a guy that's like, oh, that's Pro ZD. Like you, you, I know that voice. Um, Oh, I, I, I've never like in never in a million years would I think to play this game in English that like now I kind of want to just hear what they sound like but you know what's funny you you know what's funny all these games I play I play Persona in English I play everything in English you know the one game I played in Japanese Ghost of Tsushima oh well that again doesn't make sense because hilarious because all of the characters are speaking in english English, yeah so it doesn't match up i don't know drove me nuts when they uh were talking about that is that none of the mouth flaps like sync up to japanese and i'm like was it really that hard to not like to to do that you should have just done that like david hater was in this game uh i mean i like Uh, but hey uh no i'm really glad that i played ghost of ghost of tsushima in in Japanese because yeah. it feel it felt definitely more like it felt better for the whole like authentic to the thing uh but I, th- I think that's the problem for me with this too it'd be like if I played it in English it wouldn't feel authentic to like the Japanese experience I feel like I think it captures very it's well it's something about like Ghost of Tsushima happening in like 12 the 1200s mm-hmm. or no 1400s I don't remember when Ghost of Tsushima happened but uh, but this game takes place in 2021, so I was just like, I don't know. It's cool that they speak English. <laughs> I it's mean, fine. yeah, the in Japan they do speak a lot of English. Yeah, they speak a lot of English, and it's but great. Still, and it's like they're not. Robbie Damon was in this game. He's great. Um, okay, so basically, the idea is Ichiban's this dumb shit little kid who joins the the yakuza because when he was younger, he got in trouble and pretended to know who Arakawa was and he was some big he's like a big time Tojo Yakuza clan. gang boss yeah. Tojo clan 
And so fucking Arakawa takes him under his wing and like basically not really adopts him, but he's like, you know, he's like his dad, but not really. Type yeah, of, he's Ar- like his guy. Arakawa says in, at the very beginning that all of his uh, subordinates, I guess, um, yeah. are like sons to him. Yeah, he but, but like they're but Ichiban treats Arakawa like he's God, you know, like he looks up to him the best. And his job in the Yakuza is to take care of Arakawa's son who's in a wheelchair. Yeah. And his son's a shithead. And I fucking hate him. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he does. Uh, so basically, the game starts with uh, you, you get to what in 2000, it's 2001. You need to be young Ichiban for a little bit. And you're learning about what's going on. And then, boom. Oh, no. A cop's been killed. Yeah. And we need someone to take the blame. And Ichiban steps up and said, you've done, you know, he, he's doing the whole honor thing of if someone needs to take the blame, I'll take it because I'm doing what's best for the fam, the clan, right? Yeah. And so Ichiban goes to jail for 18 years. Well, he's sentenced for 15. But he was sentenced for five, uh, whatever. See, he, he was sentenced for 15 years and potentially get out early with good, uh, with this, good this, behavior. This is, this but, is a, a thing that doesn't matter. Like, this well, is such it, a it, minute detail. It just shows, like, his loyalty because oh he was, yeah yeah, yeah. Lo- he was gonna go he for 15 just, years and then someone was talking shit on arakawa so yeah he, got he, fight he and fucked they him added up three and years on they that added three which is actually the reason the reason the whole story takes place is because of that yep anyway so he gets out of jail 18 years later thinking that you know he'll be welcomed by arakawa and he gets out of jail and nobody's fucking there yeah he's just all by himself outside waiting and there's this dipshit cop named adachi uh, who I still don't trust people named Adachi because of Persona 4 Golden, so <laughs> fuck him, but also, you know, no, he's a, he's a good character. He, so the only person who meets him there is this cop named Adachi, and basically he goes with Adachi to where he thinks Arakawa is, which is like some um, funeral for the rival clan who are called the Omi Alliance. And he's like, the, no, Arakawa's Tojo clan. He never go with the Omi Alliance. You're lying. And they go there and fucking he sees Arakawa and he's he's the leader of the bad guys, the Omi Alliance. And fucking and he can't believe it. Ichiban's like, fucking what? And he goes up and goes, what are you doing? And Arakawa just shoots him in the fucking chest. <laughs> there, there are. Um, that's the beginning of this game. It, but yes, that's the general gist of yeah, what happens. Oh, we're, not, we're not going to explain everything. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm skipping fair. some things. This can't be an eight-hour episode, Chris. <laughs> that's fair. I have to go to bed at some time tonight. <laughs> um, so yeah. that, that's the opening act of this game is literally, hey, what's up? Oh, shit, I'm in jail for 18 years, but dad will protect me when I get out. Oh, my dad's not there. Dad, why, why are you helping me, dad? And then he shoots you in the chest. And then that's, and they dump you in Yokohama. They dump you in a new town. All of these games have always taken place in a fake town called Komodo Kamurocho. This one takes place in a fake town called Yokohama. <laughs> oh, Yokohama is a real Yokohama is uh, not a. Oh, did did they in in Jincho? Jincho, yeah. That's a that's a fake place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in Yokohama. Like, it's, it's like Kamurocho is based on Kabukicho. Like well, I thought Kamurocho was supposed to be a fake like neighborhood of Tokyo. It's it's based on Kabukicho, which is is that uh, a neighborhood is, or is that yeah, a city? That is, yeah, it's how a did, very how does major that, neighborhood in Tokyo. 
Does, this is a really great question as you yeah. as someone that's lived in Japan. Mm-hmm. How do, is it like a borough like in New York or are they cities yeah, inside yeah. of Tokyo? Tokyo is, is Tokyo's ex- fucking massive. Tokyo is actually a state, right? I know it's called a prefecture, but Tokyo is technically no, its Tokyo's own state, in Chiba. Right? Oh. Yeah, which is the okay. prefecture of Chiba. Um so you know, Tokyo, Tokyo is a what do they call like, it? A massive? What is it like a? It's a super city, a super city, basically, mega yeah. city or whatever. Mega so, city, yeah. so like Akihabara, yeah, that is, is that is that like a Manhattan. city or is I know that, but I'm saying is it its own city technically or is it a um, neighborhood of Tokyo? Like if you're writing it down on an address, yeah. So that's the weird. That's the thing is, um, when writing addresses, you put your I know neighborhood it's, too. Okay, I so know it's, it's different. It's a neighborhood, technically. Okay. Well, that's the thing. Is like, I like I lived in Kitakyushu, which is a massive city of five other cities: Wakamatsu, Tobata, um, oh my god, Kokura, Mojiko, and uh, fuck, I can't remember the fifth one right now. Look at um, this but, fucking idiot! Who doesn't remember <laughs> the name uh, of the other place. Um, uh, you fucking dork! Oh man, not not uh. You look like such a fool I, I do, right now. I do. Oh I can't God. remember all the five be, cities of the. I can't be on this podcast with you. If but, you um, don't know all five cities of the, <laughs> what's it called again? Uh, Kitakyushu. If you don't know all five cities of Kitakyushu, how could you even call yourself a host of this podcast? <laughs> but like demoted. I lived in Tobata, so okay. uh, like, but I would like specifically in Tobata. I lived in Kanonjicho. So I would okay. say I live in Kanonjicho, Tobata, and then they'd be like, "Oh, okay, okay, I know." Like you're kind of like in the middle of, of at it, and then so gotcha. yeah, okay. So but it's still it works. part of the city, yeah. Because Tokyo that's is all one city. Like everything yeah. work like governmentally, like uh, politically, it all is just one city. It's just they're different boroughs throughout. Um, yeah. And then like when you list it, later, you say I live that later city. in this game, there's stuff that takes place dealing with like the governor of and i'm i i just yeah. like i kind of understood but i didn't really because i don't understand you know the japanese government oh, system yeah, yeah the political system so it was a little confusing so anyway you get dumped in Ijinsho, which is basically garbage hell you know for, nobody <laughs> wants yokohama. to live in it's, but it's like the worst part of yokohama uh but the yeah. reason that you're you're dumped there in a fucking like homeless camp is because Ijinsho is the only place that the Omi Alliance and the Tojo clan can't get to because it's guarded by what's called the Wall of Muscle. There are three gangs in uh, Ijinsho that keep everyone else out. So it's like, it's basically like the place where people go when they can't go anywhere else. It's the, it's the fucking slums. It's Skid Row. Of Skid Row. And so he gets dumped there when the only thing in his pocket is a counterfeit bill. And he doesn't understand why. And he's fucking, uh, he's found by this homeless dude named Namba. And Namba's like the, Namba's the character to teach you about why, why am I safe? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And that's when you he's your first party member and then that's when this game opens up and you get to finally learn about the combat because up until now it has been a four-hour movie yeah pretty much i mean i don't there there might have been there was like a little gameplay in the beginning but there was no combat it was just like walking around and like go and get some cigarettes for this guy you know go talk to this guy there's there was a dude in the beginning 
like selling uh, movies to kids of like dogs yeah. having sex or something. No, and there was they were selling um, uncensored porn. No, but it was of like animals, wasn't it? Uh, I think some of it was, but I know specifically there were sell- they were. I feel like they selling the, uncensored, just like I feel like in the know. in the in the American version, they were just talking about oh. dogs having sex or something. Anyway, um, and so that's when this game opens up, and it's it's straight up a turn based RPG, and the the way that they describe that is that Ichiban is a giant Dragon Quest fan. And he played it all as a kid and he hasn't he doesn't know any other video games since 2001 because he's been in jail for 18 years. Um, and so he views life like a video game. So the idea is not that it's actual turn based combat. The premise is that he's you're watching the game happen through his eyes. So he views real time combat as turn based right. combat, which means which is in the reality in the reality of this game. You're just getting in fistfights with people, and it's like an actual fistfight. Yeah. But in his mind, he's like, "Oh, I gotta summon. You know, I gotta do my party summon, or you know, I gotta hit I gotta them cast with a fireball." <laughs> yeah. So that's also what's great is everybody gets classes, and there's an entire job system. Yeah. And it's all based on real jobs. Yeah, and it's um, you it's, switch you switch your jobs by going to a, to temp, a job like a, it's a yeah it's a temp job area. And you can pick up new jobs and it's really good. There's different job classes for men and women and there's everything you can think of. There's like damage dealer, there's mage, but they're all called different things. So like, Hey, if you want to be a range based elemental mage, you're a host or a hostess. Right. If, if you, you want to be like a, a beat up dude, you can be a hero or you can be like, um, well, all, all, well, everybody's got, yeah, everybody's got a class yeah. for just for them, like a, a special class that they start as and be like only, enforcer. Only Ichiban can be a hero, but yeah, you can or be body like a bodyguard yeah. and you get to, and everyone's got different weapons. So like hostesses use purses, hosts use different wine bottles. Uh, if you want to be a foreman, you get to use a you can get a job as a foreman and then you can use a giant sledgehammer. You can get a job as a dominatrix for the ladies and you use like weird BDSM tools. I um, absolutely did that as f- soon as I could too. You know what's funny? It's <laughs> not the best. I never really did that because there's better classes. Um, I, I haven't the, played the, around too much with like all the other classes. I just kind of found uh, so the systems that I like using, like I like doing the moves that like spin and stuff like that. There's there's only two female characters, and one is missable. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the oh no, there's three female characters. But the best one, and we'll get to her later in the story. Uh, Psycho, you make her a hostess, and you or no, you make her an idol, and you never change that again because that's like the white mage class, and it's the best class for her, yeah. and she's basically the healer the whole time because it's it's the best healer. And she or her uh, her items are all microphones. Yeah. See, I have a thing against idle uh, fucking anime, so I just stayed away from That's, that class as much. You, as I could. You're stupid for doing that. It's I the know, best it's, class. It's it has made skills. the game a lot harder for me. Oh, yeah. You're actively not using a healer, which is. Yeah, hilarious. pretty much. Yeah, because right now it's just four damage dealers, basically. Well, no, because I have six people in my party now, so it's like. Uh, yeah i just have pretty much damage dealers um so basically the first part of the game is just ichiban trying to be like i live in hell now i don't know what to do i just gotta get myself some shit so the first arc of this game is just kind of fucking around trying to get odd jobs trying to not live in a homeless camp anymore 
Uh, you get to like do fun missions where you get cans and you know, shit like that until you finally get a job at a soap land because you have so much, in- you know, like knowledge about it and they hire you and you can like get some money and live above. You help some ladies who are uh, like, prostitutes who are getting uh, like fucked with by other dudes and you beat the shit out of them. And they're like, all right, you can live above the, the brothel. And there's a cool scene where you and Nanba have to clean up a bunch of, uh, cum tissues. (laughs) Yeah. That's, um, but Kasuga just, each just such a good character. He's like, no, this is part of the job. Uh, This is what you have to do. Like, and just puts a smile on his face and gets to work. Yep. God bless him. Uh, and and it's it's like a little bit of like a slice of life thing for the first couple hours. Like you're just having fun. But the game opens up when you get the game at the Soapland because the next day, the guy that owns the Soapland is murdered. Well, there there's a, a bunch of other stuff that happened. But yes, he, he is murdered. And your whole mission then is to figure out. Uh, well, it, it's it's pinned to look like a suicide, and you're like, no, he, yeah, yeah, he wouldn't know, do that, and know. everyone around him is like, no, like he wouldn't have done this. He was doing other things right now, and um, so so you go on a big quest to find out. You go on a big quest to find out who boss. murdered him. The first idea is that there's this company, there's not company, there's this group called Bleach Japan, which are basically like the best way to put them is they're like what. Oh, is that a real that, thing? That shit's like, yeah, the, that's the one thing, like, if I have to give this game anything, it is so fucking authentic to the Japanese experience because there are groups that fucking thing. walk around and, like, oh, man, I, I can't remember the group that we would see in our town, but I want to say it was it was something similar, like, white Japan or something like that, where it was, so the, like, they want the to idea. get rid of, like, pachinko parlors and yeah. kind of, the idea I that would say, quote-unquote, seedier places, you know, they don't like trying, sex work. Hold on, stuff. hold on. Yeah. <laughs> The idea that they posit in the first one is that because Ijinsho is the place for everyone to get away from everywhere else, it's like mm-hmm. a shitty, yeah, it's like the city red light yeah, district. It's the right? red light district. And so yeah. it's it's the way they talk about it, which is I think what you're talking about where in the Japanese version, this game is called Ryugaga Toku, whatever, something. What, what is it? Like, yeah, uh, Hama no Hanyo or whatever. Yeah. It means the whereabouts of light and shadow because they're talking about how yeah. everywhere else it's very black and white. Either you're in a good place or a bad place. And fucking Ijinsho is all about the gray. It's shit yeah. that's not illegal, but should be. But everyone just kind of turns a blind eye. So you got this company or I keep saying company. You got this group called Bleach Japan that wants to get rid of the gray. And their idea is get rid of all. Yeah. Pachigo parlors, soap lands, yeah. uh, video parlors. And they're trying to basically gentrify this town and get rid of all the nasty shit and make it the best way I can put it is like they're Japanese Karens. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> they're just, you know, sticklers in the mud that can't live life to their fullest. <laughs> yeah. And so they've been either forcing out or one of their higher ups has been buying out all of like the shitty places and they, you have a, you have a, a talk with them outside of the soap land mm-hmm. and the owner that, hasn't died yet is like fuck off i ain't doing shit and then he he kills himself and they're like nah it's definitely police yeah that's definitely murder (laughs) yeah and so by you go on a little quest to like fuck with them a little bit until you finally meet their boss the guy that runs bleach japan and guess who it is 
Man, we're we're skipping a lot here, but it's uh, it's it's your here. Wait, time out. <laughs> let's let's talk about this. Yeah. We're skipping things that don't matter. Well, no, they do matter at the time, but we're skipping shit that is just like well, no. side stuff. I'm trying to talk about the main plot of the game. I think you can. I think you can sum it up mostly by saying the stuff that leads you there is learning about the three major groups of uh, oh yeah, I was going to which talk, are I was going to I was oh, going to okay. wait and talk say, about that. In yeah. a second. Oh, okay. Because yeah, the it's it's those groups and and going in and infiltrating them and then finding out their motivations and what they're doing behind the scenes in the gray area, um, and kind of uh, piecing together what the Great Wall of Muscle is, um, that leads okay. you to find out all this stuff. So okay, fine. So then, let, sure, we'll talk about that first. It is I was, very I was late gonna in talk the game when you learned that the the guy running all of this. Okay, is the governor of Tokyo. Who- oh, well, I wasn't even going to go I wasn't even going to go that far. Oh, okay, okay. Okay. Um, but I'll I'll say that uh yeah, you fuck with Bleach Japan, whatever, and you learn that they're trying to that Bleach Japan is basically trying to take down the Ejin 3, which are the three groups right. that are basically at a eternal stalemate so that no group gets more power than the other. Right. One of them is a Japanese yakuza clan. One of them is a Chinese gang, and one of them is a South Korean, like, they're not really a gang as much as they are, like, an assassin corporation. Yeah, they're informants. They're, they're based, yeah, because the, uh, the Ryusei and then the, um, oh my gosh, the, uh, Yumong? Yumong? Yeah, I can't pronounce that. Liu Mong. Liu Mong. Uh, they are the main two gangs, but the Korean group, uh, they're informants. They have cameras all around the city. So what they do is sell information and keep both of them in check. Uh, so they're kind of they're th- a third power, but they are the the most gray of the of the three because they uh, kind of go in between to make sure that not one or the other are getting too strong. And in that, they keep themselves in power. So. Uh, but which is so fantastic because that is so true to what is happening in these areas in Japan right now, they are not run by the Yakuza anymore. It is the South Koreans and it is uh Chinese mafias. Like it is, that is what is happening uh, with all these different like soap plants and stuff. And now uh, in Japan and pachinko parlors, they're not being run by Japanese Yakuza anymore. The Japanese Yakuza are doing other things, more drug trade and trafficking and all that other stuff that they don't really run the, the more boots on the ground uh, kind of way anymore which is it was so fascinating to me playing this game seeing that because it's like oh my god yeah this is exactly how it's happening over there right now this is this is so relevant um to like today's you know you, I, I don't know specifically yokohama but like into my area it's like this is what it was like it was it was mostly korean groups and chinese gangs uh and then like we had our one big yakuza group but they were more of just kind of, you know, weapons and stuff like that. <laughs> what I found weird about the pacing of this game is the entire middle. It's like yeah. you start you start with Nanba and trying to find out why did my boss shoot me? And then you like start going off what's the one thing you found in your pocket is this counterfeit bill. And then you get introduced to the wall muscle. And then like the main middle of this game is literally just, oh, I've got a counterfeit bill. Wait a second. What's the Leo man got to do with this? Oh, yeah. Turns out this the Siriu clan is telling you 
the Liu Mang and the um, oh, fuck, what are they called? The, the um, uh, I'm my Korean is not good. <laughs> the oh, the Gomi, the Gomi Jewel. Yeah, G- Gomi Jewel is how it's pronounced. I remember that now. The Gomi Jewel and the uh, Liu Mang and the Sierra Clan are all massive counterfeiters. Yeah, it's a massive counterfeit counterfeiting scheme. Billions. It's a massive counterfeiting scheme of billions of yen that is all backed by the the what is he is he the the gov- he's not the like the mayor he's like the councilman for Injin show oh, this yeah, guy named Ogi Kubo who's he, like he was the city councilor but now he is the uh the head chair in parliament for the uh party, li- whatever liberal uh, whatever party, party yeah the whatever party is yeah. as the citizens liberal party it's basically the democratic social uh de- democratic liberal party of japan but what, they can't call the, it. the the party that isn't the one the bad guys in yeah and so you i don't know what you know ishima's like i don't know what the fuck i'm in the middle of here i just accidentally discovered the biggest fucking thing of all time yeah and he just like, kind of bumbles through yokohama just Accidentally discovering about, the greatest conspiracy in the history of the town. Yeah, and not only that, but like breaking the the Great Wall by himself on accident. Yeah, and you're just like, he's just like, well, there had to be a reason that uh, he still thinks Arakawa is on his side, even though he's right. been shot. And everyone's like, no, Arakawa shot you. He's a piece of shit. Anyway, so you yeah, you go through all this and be- on the way you accidentally like become friends with and recruit two more people to your party. The previous leader of the Leo Mang, because the guy that is uh, actually killed your boss at, at the soap land and is working secretly for bleach Japan to take over the Leo Mang has thrown out their leader. And it's a cool dude named Zhao. Zhao is uh, just like Dope ass Chinese dude yeah. who kind of just like he's he just wears he's got cool, a great character he's, like he's he wears a, a cool design. jacket and he fights with a big ass sword and he's dope and then you also make friends with the Gomi Jewels uh, like second in command because their leader is a woman whose name I can't remember Song Hui or something yeah something like yeah that. and uh, their leader is a dude apparently that's from one of the previous Yakuza games. Yeah, apparently he's in like Yakuza 6. No, I want to say it was like a middle one that nobody knows about. But basically he's a guy that is a body double for some big time Korean boss leader. Mm -hmm. And like he got plastic surgery to look like him in case like anyone after came after him. But then that guy got killed. So he had to run away to Japan because of his shame. Yeah. And he, Uh, he mentions there's like no picture of his previous face like in yeah. existence which is kind of sad uh, <laughs> he's an assassin and then once i got those two guys i only use i used them you always have to have ichiban on your team but i used those two guys and i used uh seiko only because they're the best four characters in the game i think my team right now is kasuga uh Saiko, um and then I think I still have a Dachi just because he like deals so much damage and he's such a tank. And then uh, he is and then he's, of course, Junji. He becomes completely useless once you get those two guys because they do so much damage that you don't need a tank. And also to do the final when we get to talking talking about trophies, mm-hmm. there's a trophy that you need those four people specifically, or mm-hmm. else it's hard. And we'll we'll talk about that in a second. But yeah, totally. um 
Yeah, so basically you just fuck around with these guys and accidentally break the Great Wall of Muscle, thus accidentally taking Ogikubo out of power and giving the the lead of Bleach Japan, Ryu Akoi, all of the power to become not only the governor of Tokyo, but the head of parliament. Yeah. And he is and, super popular. Guess, He's going to win. And guess who he is? He. He's, he's that shithead son of Arakawa. Yeah. Who was the one who actually Can, shot uh, the motherfucker who, that Kasuga went to jail for? Yes. Well, we, learned, we haven't learned that yet, but we'll learn that in a second. <laughs> um, and also, important fact, he's walking. Yeah. He's not in a wheelchair anymore like he was in the beginning of the game. He went to America and got healed. Yeah. Legendary, Which is a, legendary a, doctor. There's a whole cool book. Uh, you should, stood up. You ever heard of? There's a great book. It's called Tokyo Vice. It's about like the first American dude to write for the uh, the Vice beat for the. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's that paper called? The mine. No, no, no. The one that owned the who owns the Giants? Oh, Yomiuri. Yeah, he he writes okay. for the the Yomiuri, who's the first. American allowed to be like the uh, the dude that goes to like the police station and works the vice beat for them mm-hmm. and he uncovered so it's a really cool it's his memoirs about him like moving to Japan and learning to be like work on cases with Japanese people and it's a really it's one of my favorite nonfiction books but the end of it point to the book is that he uncovers a plot between one of the major heads of the the Yamagumiguchi Okay. Does that sound right? Yeah, you, I think so. <laughs> it's like the biggest actual clan of Yakuza in Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're done. Yeah, and anyway, he discovers a plot that basically the, the head leader was brought over to America to get a liver transplant at UCLA because the CIA is going to use him as an informant. And he broke the story and then basically was told get the fuck out of Japan or we'll murder you and your family. Jeez. And so he, he left and he can never go back to Japan. That sucks. <clears throat> well, yeah, especially since his wife is Japanese. Uh, and she Yamaguchi can never go home. There we go. Yamaguchi Gumi. I know yeah. it was something like that. Um, so, okay. Where were we in this video? Again? Oh yeah. So now it's this whole story about how this shit kid is like, I'm going to fucking, uh, ruin all of organized crime. I'm going to get rid of everything and I'm going to become the new organized crime because being this leader is actually the best organization of crime. Mm-hmm. And so now we're in, we're, we're skipping around a little bit, but that's fine. That's fine. Look, we're getting, you should here. play this game. It is a yeah. fantastic game. If this, you want the this full is the story, part, I want to play the shit out of this game. It's I, so I want to get to the end part, which this is the big thing. Yeah. So you learn that, uh, Arakawa comes to you, Finally, and says, I never actually. Oh, this is the big thing. All of a sudden, like Kazu uh, Kiryu shows up, even though he's not supposed to be in this world anymore and he doesn't know who he is. And he's like, You gotta fucking deal with this Tojo versus Omi Alliance shit. <laughs> and then fucking Majima shows up, who Goro Majima, if you haven't played these games before, is just this batshit insane weirdo. Uh, who is actually not, he's doing like a fucking Joker thing where he's like, I got to be weird. So people are scared of me so that I can have power over them. Anyway, they're like, we're still in the Tojo clan and Arakawa is a double agent who's getting into the Omi Alliance so that, uh, the Omi Alliance, uh, 
top guy and us are we're going to basically destabilize the entire Yakuza and disband everything so that way there's no more organized crime, which makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, it's such and a weird the way, thing. The way they describe it is like, we're tired of being pawns of the government who, because the, you know, the, right. the guys on top have basically got their thumb on us because the, you know, we have to live by their rules. Now. We have to live by their rules. Yeah. And so fuck it. We're just going to totally disband the entire Yakuza across all of Japan. So they can't have a power over us and then we'll do whatever. It's a very weird concept and it's, they do it. And then you get in a big fight, which is fun. Uh, and that somehow, I don't know why, but somehow that ruins Aoki's plans. Yeah, because he is controlling, he wants to control the groups by yeah, and now if using there's no Bleach group, Japan to like. Yeah, and, and now if there's no group, he can't control it anymore. Right. So now he only has, now he doesn't have the, because he's if, still got the political power, but now he doesn't have the underworld power. If, he was trying if to there's get no Yakuza, then Bleach Japan has served its purpose. And, and then done. he loses Bleach Japan, yeah. and then that loses him a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So Arakawa is like, we did it. We got the plan. We uh, fucking, now we can't be controlled, and all of my Yakuza will be safe. And he takes uh, Ichiban out for a nice talk about how you were always like a son to me, and he tells him this tale about how his wife had a baby, but he was, she was being chased by other bad guys, and she left their baby in a locker at a bus station and he didn't get there in time. And he beat his hand against this until he opened it up and his baby had died for, it was too cold. And that's why he, he was in that wheelchair is because he got too cold and he was like half dead or something. And, but he never really felt like his son, but he felt like he had to be because of his failure to get to his son in time. And you've always felt like more of a son to me. And we're going to go get a Peking duck dinner tomorrow. Cause that means that we're family apparently. Uh, and then and then his son shoots him in the face um (laughs) and you never get that dinner holy fuck but that's the way it has to end because that's the way the game started yeah well the game's not over yet now aoki is gonna fucking kill you right and you have to like set him up so that if you just kill him it just looks like you make him a martyr so you have to set up this whole meeting with him where he accidentally like talks about how he's doing everything illegal uh, against you so that um, he gets thrown out of being the governor everything. Mm-hmm. It's a big, giant fucking whatever, but right. the, the fucking end of this is him talking about how you, you know, he always looked at you as more son, but I was his real son. And then it turns out he's not his real son. You are, because guess what? Uh, you're actually the kid that was in the, um, you're actually the, the son of Arakawa Ichiban is, mm-hmm. and he was left in a fucking locker. At the same time, two shit nerds were like, I'm gonna sell this fucking I don't want this fucking baby. You want this fucking baby? Nah, get rid of this fucking baby. Who gives a shit? And put him in a locker at the same time, which leads me to the question. Chris, is putting unwanted babies in lockers at bus stations rampant in Japan? Yeah. Re- oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I was making is. a joke about um, why would this happen twice? No, it's ridiculous uh, there there are a lot of places in Japan that are set up for people to just drop their baby off and just be kind of done with it. Like they have that in America. Yeah, but that's different than putting locking a baby yeah. in a 
fucking bus locker to die the, that is something like i mean i've never like seen it fucking happen but like no yeah that's something i've definitely heard of um before like while living over there uh damn it's i mean japan's just such a uh a, 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 a different place you know like and a lot of social uh um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like pressure is put on uh, a lot of people that are in situations that they can't really help, like having yo, that's kids some, like that. Hey, and, yo, that's some fuck shit, yeah. though. You can't just put a baby. Hey, hey, I speak on behalf of I have more trophies than you. Don't put <laughs> don't, your baby don't in a bus baby. locker. Yeah. Can you put the more you know sound behind that? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Um, um, yeah, but again, just furthering that this game is so... But like, if you ever want to feel like you've ever lived in Japan, these are a great way. Like, these are a great yeah. window. Like, I mean, they're um, a seedier window to look through, but you know, it's it is it's authentic. It is a very like true to life game. Um, all of this stuff you can see happening in, in real life there for sure. So, yeah. So you set up your. You're the not brother because I guess it's kind of like your brother, but not really because he's not related to you at all. But mm-hmm. he just killed your dad. Also, the best part is uh, Ichiban never finds out about this. Poor Ichiban. Only you find only you find out about this. Only the game. Through, only the gamer knows, and Ichiban has no idea. So basically, at the end of this, he convinces Aoki not to like kill himself. Mm-hmm. Because he was gonna like, you want fuck this, I'm gonna just shoot myself in the head. And he's like, You got so much to live for. Go to jail, you get out, and you got so much to live for. And he goes, You know what? You're right. And we can be maybe we can reconcile and be a family. And then that guy gets stabbed in the fucking heart by the little <laughs> shit dude from Bleach Japan that's been like the comic foil the whole game, like the yeah. dude that you knock around. Yeah, just stabs him in the heart. Uh and then the game ends with uh, Ichiban being left alone with no one. Or the end. Well, he's got his friends. Yeah, he's got his friends, but yeah. like everyone from his life before is literally every single person that he knew before he went to jail is dead, dead. <laughs> which is great because now it means that whatever the next Yakuza game is, it's all got to be fresh. There's no yeah, it kind of feels that way, right? Because they've mentioned that they are working on Yakuza 8 and yeah. it will be a turn-based game. Oh yeah. But do we it's continue be, the story of Ich Ichiban in some 100%, way? Or it's gonna, what do we it's do? gonna be Ichiban again because <clears throat> the the end of it is him staying in Injicho and just being this fucking like Boss. noble crime lord. Yeah. Um we haven't even so that's the main story. Yeah. Now I want to talk about my favorite part of Yakuza, which is all of the weird fucked side shit. <laughs> There's a fucking lot of it too. There it's are so, great. so many weird missions in this game. Yo, if you've never played a Yakuza game, this is what I'm gonna uh here's how the side missions work. There are a bunch of side missions that you can like happen into in the in the open world, but the best part about them is that they are never meant to take more than 30 minutes of time. Like nope. if you were to sit there and watch everything they're not supposed to take more than 30 minutes because they're supposed to play out like an episode of like an anime or tv show that you would watch on tv the best part of yakuza is that the main story especially this was the way in yakuza zero the main story is very serious Mm -hmm. and it has like it it feels like a 
It's a drama. Like a real drama. And yeah. the side stories are all just the fucking dumbest shit you've ever heard of. <laughs> like, there's a mission to find out the secret pisser who's pissing on the sidewalk. Yeah, and there are four dudes find, standing in a line. There's four dudes, and all look like they're pissing, and you have to pick which one did the piss. There's a, a fight against a giant robot Roomba that has gained sentience. <laughs> like, it, it goes some wheel real crazy fucking places and they're all fun there's also all this side shit of like there's a full-on mario kart like well put together mario kart game in yeah, this game the dragon it has kart. multiple levels and you can get upgrades for your cart you can like add different wheels and brakes it's so good uh because it's a dragon quest game they added puff puff but it's called honk honk <laughs> Where if you you can find these people and do Hong Kong, which is like honka honka on boobs, but there's a guy you can do it on a butt too. Um, and oh, if you do yeah. that, you get uh, increases to there's because this is an RPG. There are stats and you, they're like social stats, like charisma and cool and all this, and you can get that. There's an entire area where you can go and just do trivia quizzes, which I love. Yeah, uh, and you can do math quizzes. And this game has so much fun side shit. Yeah, the- and. This game has a way to earn millions and millions of dollars in about five seconds, which you never learned. Yeah, I never learned because there is just so much to do in the game that it it is very inundating, like and intimidating if you're a newer player to the series, because it can feel very daunting to see how much there really is to do in this game. In every I feel like I've learned this, but like in every Yakuza game, there's always like an investing side game. Mm -hmm. And in this game the investing side game is basically a stock market simulator where you can invest in companies and hold stockholder meetings and make money off of it. And um, it opens up, I'd say maybe around chapter four or five and you can go back and do it whenever you want, or you can do be like me and sit there for four hours and do the entirety of the whole thing in one run. And then by the end of it, Anytime you run it again, they just give you three mil- 30 million uh, yen. It's either, see, no, it's, no, it's 3 million yen. So you can earn 3 million right. yen in about 10 minutes. You do that four or five times, and it's like, oh, I got 30 million yen. Yeah, because I, I did Because the money to... you make in that stays in that. But once you get to the end, what it is is you keep doing it over and over again, basically on, on auto because it doesn't fucking matter anymore. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they say, oh, you did – a full round, we're going to give you a bonus of a paycheck of a personal paycheck of 3 million yen. And so you just do that a couple times. It's like, I got money out the ass. See, I was doing that and I did it for about, I did it for like an hour or two mm-hmm. because well, I, I, I got to like thing. the rank 100 thing. And then I was yeah. just like, I can't do anymore. I did this great thing called cheating. Uh, oh. They offered, <laughs> I don't know if they do it anymore, but they offered a DLC pack uh-huh. uh, for like five bucks of, uh, you have to have these managers and usually you go out in the world, and you find them and like they suck shit and then you get better ones or you can pay five bucks and immediately get like a pack of triple S managers that are all people from other games and you can just sit there and do the whole thing in one run. And I su- I suggest that <laughs> I mean, so money never became an issue. That's fair. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I don't hey, like you put own on, the you game, put a, but I have games. You put on a couple. Like, oh, so you put on a couple movies, and that becomes nothing. Yeah, th- I mean, that's basically what I did. Um, these last couple days, even when I was just kind of casually playing it, because it was a, uh, it's it's a really comfy game to grind. Um, and I I kind of like grinding it more because 
of it being a turn-based game, like I like seeing my stats go up. I love buying new gear and finding new gear, crafting new gear. Oh like, yeah, there's this full crafting system that's yeah. so much fun. And I I really love that stuff and and I love uh the equipment system like a lot of JRPGs uh, have kind of started ditching that here and there, and I love that this game has it. Um, it feels like a true to form Dragon Quest kind of game, but like, yeah, yeah, it's not. got it's a Yakuza game, so it's got all of this great shit. Uh, it's also got um, it's it's got a Pokedex for yeah, all the bad the, guys. The Sujimon, the Sujimons, you got to get the Sujidex up because everyone, when you run into somebody in the open world, it's just some guy, but then they turn into a character in his mind. So like. You'll accidentally run into like some sex workers that are bullying other people, but then they'll turn into like giant dildo monsters. Yeah. It's still a person, but they have like weird, like I've got a weird dildo manager. Or like you'll go against um, some drunk and rowdy baseball fans, and all of a sudden they're like pitching fiend. It's just yeah. some weird shit. And I will say every time. I saw the baseball dudes because mm-hmm. I was like in there. They're in the blue, like the DNA fucking base star shit. I was like, I'm hitting you so quick. I'm going to come up there and knock you guys out. <laughs> like I, I loved it. Like that, that part of me was just really excited to, to beat up on the DNA base star fans. Um, yeah. So there's so much to do in this game. There's an entire like persona system too, of like becoming best friends with all of the people on your team or romancing a bunch of women around. There's actually trophies for that too. There's so much to do. But when we get to the trophy side to say of this, I will say this has got to be the most fun, but also the most fun I've had with a bunch of trophies minus one. This this game has the, the trophy that I've absolutely grinded more for than anything ever, with the exception of maybe a trophy in Final Fantasy XIV that took like years, you know? <laughs> yeah. There's a trophy in this game that I, I beat this game. How long did it take? How long is it taking you to get to where you are in this game? I want to say I've probably put maybe like at least 30 hours. I don't know if I'm cresting 40 yet, but probably mm-hmm. somewhere in the ballpark of like 40 hours right now. So this game is my third longest played game of all time on PlayStation. Cause there's a way you can look up uh, hours played on PS five. Now, mm-hmm. like my number one game ever played is destiny one. I have 422 hours in that game. Holy shit. Then final fantasy 14 online, because it's picking, it's choosing, I think PS three and PS four and PS five. I have 310 hours in that game. Mm-hmm. And the next one is Yakuza like a dragon. The platinum wow. took me 185 hours. And I will say, I have, I believe if I'm remembering correctly Mm -hmm. that 60, 50 to 60 hours of that were literally grinding for the last trophy. Jeez. There is a trophy in this game that is like, at that point I was in, I was like, I had to do it. Right. The thing is that this game's out on PS5 too. And I don't know if I ever want to do this again, as much as I love this game (laughs) because it wasn't hard. It was just long. So Let's go over the trophies in this game, and then I'll talk about the grinding. Yeah, you brought up grinding. So first of all, a lot of really good trophies for just, like, playing the game, right? And then you've got a trophy for doing basically almost all the sub-stories. Yeah. You've got a trophy for maxing the bond with every character, which is pretty simple to do. It's not that hard. Yeah. Um, there's a side thing called Part-Time Hero, because he wants to be a part-time hero. So you have this little side quest thing called Part-Time Hero, which is not side quests like the sub-stories. It's like, you know play 
five games of pachinko go you know it's just a giant checklist of things to do in this city yeah a a lot of it's also like fetch quests like get me a uh a a rice ball from this specific store yeah or like beat up 10 of these guys yeah they have a bunch of uh missions all that you can do on the side that are really fun uh, they don't really get you much. They get you some rewards, but it's it's not great. But, yeah. you know, you need to get to, like, the executive hero level, which isn't the top. What's really nice is, with the exception of the one trophy I'll get to, most of these trophies are for doing almost everything, but not, it's like, do a lot of one thing, but you don't have to do all of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, executive hero is not the top level. It's like three-fifths of the way there, you know? That's not bad because I was really wor- like or four fifths of the way there. You don't you don't have yeah. to do everything. You just have to do a lot, but it's not enough to to matter. What were you gonna say? Because when I was looking at that list, I was thinking about you because I was like, man, this is a really fucking long list. I hope it, you <laughs> don't have to do this everything out of, on it. Out of all of the yakuza lists, uh-huh. this is considered the easiest. That's you don't have to do one hundred percent of everything. Right. It's just the one. In, so in Japan. That one trophy that's a bullshit trophy is DLC. So if you're playing this game, the Japanese copy of this game, you can just play the game and have a good time. And then that one trophy is like, fuck it, it's DLC. I don't care. Here you need it because they added it for the uh, English release. I see. Uh, You've also got like, you've got a trophy for getting to level 70, which the max is 99. So it's like, they don't, you don't need to get all the way. Right. But you just need to get most of the way. Just do most of it. Yeah. There is one for raising all of your personality stats to max, but that's not that hard. There's one for like using different jobs. Uh, there's one for raising seven jobs to max. Now, once again, I did just say jobs level out at 99. However, they consider max to be the last time you get a skill, which is level 30. So it's actually not that hard, um, which we'll talk about in a second. And then, you know, there's stuff like use, you know, collected over 200 parts of gear, made like 10 pieces of gear, find 200 of the Sujimons. There's a great system called Poundmates. Now, you're thinking this is a <laughs> uh, turn-based RPG. Where are the summons? I'll tell you about them. You get summons called yep. Poundmates as a service through your cell phone where you can call people up to come beat the shit out of people for you. And the way that it's, it's uh, gated is that it costs money. So instead of being like a thing of uh, it's an item or blah, blah, it's like you got 50,000 yen to spend on this guy to come out. Yeah. Then you can have him come out. Now you can only, you got to do it. Like once you use them, you got to do three rounds of battle before you can use them again. But it's actually pretty funny and it's all side shit stuff. So you can get a lot of weird dudes on your team. Like you can get a Yakuza boss. Who's on an adult baby. <laughs> That's true. Like, I got that guy. Paper. Yeah, you can get uh, a guy that is a fucking butcher that dresses like Jason from Friday the 13th. Because he just likes to beat. There's an entire sub story about this guy called like the demon of whatever alley. And he turns out it's just this kid of a butcher who really likes to cut meat, but hasn't been murdering anyone. He just looks like fucking Jason. His name is is like Jay Kuhn. Like like Jason. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's hey, you can get a. uh, a crayfish on your team that just comes out and poisons yeah. everybody. There's I, a lot I of almost weird... that. I can't find the stupid sushi thing though, that I got. There's a, a lot of weird it. funky bullshit. Uh, you can get Majima's one, which is fucking great, but he costs like a million yen. Yeah. Um, there's also an entire battle arena that you can do, and there's trophies for that, which is like floor-based battles where you don't really get to heal in between, and the, there's really good rewards. You have to do that one a lot. 
over and over again to get specific crafting materials to craft the best weapons, like your ultimate weapons. Oh, and okay. so you do that a lot. It's actually really fun. Um, and then there's a bunch of trophies based on the uh, running of the stock market. Mm-hmm. But then we get into we get into a little side things here, like bike ten, play ten mini games, you know, do ten quizzes at the vocational school, yeah. beat all of dragon, do all of dragon cart, which is fun. Do all the can collecting. There's a really cool mini game about going to watch a movie where while you're watching the movie, sheep are trying to put you to cast sleep. a spell on you to put you to sleep, and you have to beat them off. Uh, and then roosters come up and hit big symbols, and it's actually a lot of fun. Hang on, what do you have to do to the sheep again? You gotta beat them off. Uh, awesome. You gotta find. Okay, but so <laughs> up until now, the trophies have been put whatever. Here is the trophy that makes this game fucking a task. In in Yakuza, there is a thing called the Millennium Tower, mm-hmm. which is a big important uh, thing in the middle of Kamurocho. And it's used as like it's it's well, how would you describe the Millennium Tower? What's it based on? Um, I have uh, I don't know. Like, I've never like seen it in the game. Like, really? I haven't done. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't. It's in like it. every Yakuza game. Yeah, the entirety of Yakuza, the entirety of Yakuza Zero, is a plot about uh, the land used to build the Millennium Tower. Gotcha. My, okay. my guess anyway. is like the closest thing would be uh, like the sky tree. I guess whatever. It doesn't matter. The, the, the fucking end of this game where you're going to fight uh, Aoki. What's it? I forget his Arakawa's son and get the information on him takes place at the millennium tower. It's supposed to be like Got this it. big, like tie into Yakuza. And so when you're done, you get this message saying, Hey, we have now unlocked an after the game end dungeon called the 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 Millennium Tower, and there's a trophy for it, uh, and called Fulfiller of Dreams. Complete the last dungeon in Premium Adventure. <laughs> That's not the trophy I'm even talking about yet. That that tower is a little bit harder than the game. They want you to be around level seventy ish uh, before you try to beat the game, and actually they they tell you like you were talking about. There's a part in the game where they just say. Hey, you should level up some, and there's some grinding that you're supposed to do. Right. And if you've been playing, you don't have to grind too much. the the um, The fucking battle arena is a really good way to grind XP really quick. And then at the end, they're like, "You need to get to probably level 99 with a job, or you know, level, maybe like level 90, and then it's not too hard." And really, if you get to the good level, it's not too hard. The bo- the fights are hard, but they're not too hard. Mm-hmm. There is a the sewers are like dungeons in this game. Yeah. If you go into specific sewers, the layouts are always the same. Uh, the only thing that changes is the random treasures you can find in some places. But there is a specific sewer with what accounts to the metal slimes of this game. A metal slime, if you don't know, is in Dragon Quest. It's, a, it's basically this monster that really, really hard to beat. And runs away if you don't beat it fast enough, but it's worth like a trillion XP, right? Yeah. And so the metal slimes in this game are four homeless dudes that live in this one specific sewer. And if you kill them, they're worth a lot of XP. Mm -hmm. So if you do uh, basically a run through this dungeon, there's a way to run through and hit each of the four mobs. And when other guys fight you, 
you just run away so you don't have to fight him because if you're high enough level, you can just fight him. It doesn't matter. And so you just get through and get these four guys. And I'd say a run takes about four or five minutes. And then you run back out the way you came. And then by coming out, you reset the dungeon and you and you just keep doing that. Doing and you can grind XP pretty significantly. You can get in, a, in an hour or so, you can get like uh, up to like level, you can get like 20, 30 levels, right? Right. Um, and so you do that for a couple hours and you're ready to do the the final Millennium Tower. And you beat it and you get a trophy and they say, hey, you're not done yet. Now you've unlocked the true final Millennium Tower. You need to be a little bit stronger. Oh. You have to have not only your levels of, for all four of your characters in 99 and a job maxed out at 99. The thing is that even with that, you're not strong enough. Once you get past level 30 with any job, because... Um, they stop giving skills. They start giving increases to like health, attack, defense, special, you know, like the attack things you have to have at least seven to eight jobs max to 99 on every character. And that took me 50 hours of literally walking down into a sewer, going to this four people going out, up, do it again, up, do it again. Up. And there's ways you can make it faster. There's like drinks to give you XP up. Uh, it, but I'm talking, I'm shaving a couple hours off. I'm not, sh- you know, I'm not shaving any significant time off. It's ridiculous of how hard they made it. They made it like too damn too hard. hard. And it makes sense because that true final Millennium Tower came out as DLC for the original game in Japan like months after the first game. Right. So it like, should just be hey, something that if you were still just kind of. If you were still playing this game and just trying to do everything, here's here's like the ultimate challenge. Right. Now it's, hey, you just beat the game. Would you like to play the entire length of the game again, but you're just doing this one dungeon over and over and over <laughs> again? And I decided, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. That was oh, a bad man. idea. It's it's by far the worst grind I've ever done in any video game. I and I've done imagine. this. I've done the grind in Persona 5 Strikers, which was this like, you had to max out every XP skill, and that took like another 30 to 40 hours. I did all the grinds for everything in Death Stranding. Like, I've I've grinded. I'm okay with a good grind. Halfway through this, I was like, I fucked up, but I refused to give up. So at the end, it was 185 hours of this game, and I'd say that the main game and doing everything was probably only 100 to 110 hours. So actually, it's more like 75 hours. And... I'm glad to announce Chris is going to do this grind nope. now. They are one trillion percent going to get the platinum in this game. No, see, that's the thing though is, um, well, see, I, I probably won't because I don't want to do that. But I love being in this world. I love just like fucking around and like completing the Sujadex. Like that's really fun. I love uh, trying to figure out Shogi. Um, if it wasn't like, for the that trophy this would be like the best trophy list of the year of any game i've played like this would it was my favorite game of last year even though i beat it in on january 8th but i still call it the best game of 2020 mm-hmm. uh, like the sujimon the suja decks and doing all the side shit and doing all of dragon card is so much fun and then there's just this little fuck you of hey do you want to grind the same four enemies for 70 hours fuck. no too late yeah, I, it's why I'm really scared. To, I was like, I'd love to play this game again, but I know myself and it's like, I can't just leave it undone. Right. And I would just be another 70 hours grinding as I just I can't fucking do it. See, my my biggest thing is that 
I'm I'm loving it so much that I really do kind of want to go back and play the other like at least finish Zero because Zero is a really fucking good game. Um, but like I I really want to get to Yakuza Five because that's set in Fukuoka and I just kind of want to like play in a place that is familiar to me. Um, like I've I've been to Yokohama and like it's great it's fine whatever but like i lived in fukuoka i want to i want to go and be like oh yeah i know like these places i want to do that but i kind of feel like i would have to play yakuza's one two three and four <laughs> before i would do that so i wonder if that's true i don't know i i know that there is like an overarching story uh to key to you um oh yeah but, they make a lot of mentions to the overarching story in this one and i'm just like i don't i, I don't get it yeah this still I, does I have another like, friend ex- i don't have another friend explain oh that's a thing that happened in this game i was like oh yeah okay i was wondering why they made it such a big deal of pointing out that thing i was just like because <laughs> that's um i mean it seems like such a fantastic world and I, I really love the story that it builds um i love all the characters they're all fucking great um, and all the systems it employs are also really fun. It's just like, man, these games are long. <laughs> like they are, they're drawn. Like, I, I feel like I'm watching a, like 400 episode anime while I play this game, you know, like, and oh, one, even, even one with trillion like, percent. yeah. And even with Ichiban, like his story and the way that he, interacts with like Nanba and Sayako and uh Adachi and all that stuff. It feels so like one piece to me because he's he's an idiot. He's just really strong, but he's got a heart of gold. And it doesn't matter what you've done or if you've wronged him. Like if he's if you're his friend, if he considers you a friend, that man is going to die for you. He will do anything he oh, can. Yeah. And you are going to always be his friend. Like he'll understand. Want- like he gets it. And I love I want- that. I want the next Yakuza 8 to have Ichiban because I love him so much. He is like the best character yeah. of last year too, probably. Um, I want more from him. And if they're like, yeah, we made another one. It's somebody else. I'll be like, I don't know if I want to play this now. I would also think that they be really good though, because they always no. write really good characters. But I want, I want more Ichiban. That's He's true. I, I want there more Ichiban. There's so much good shit from him. And it's like, I really am looking forward to whatever they do next because the right. turn based in this game is actually really interesting because you, when you think of turn based, you think of just people sitting there. But the thing yeah. is, people are moving around and a lot of your shit is based on area of effect, too. And it's like some guy might move to the left and accidentally get out of the way. So it's like, yeah, you'll hit him. But you were doing an AOE effect and now that guy's not standing next to him anymore. Or he'll might move to the side. And it's like, oh, if I do this attack that also bum rushes him, I can push him into the traffic and he'll get hit by a car. Whenever I which was is, which is starting also a this trophy. game, whenever I was starting, yeah, I <laughs> I think you also can get a trophy for getting hit by the car. No, uh, no, can you not? You have to, you have to knock someone else. Into oh, okay, it. Uh, I did get that. That well, I got fight on the sidewalk. But like, um, oh, you fuck. When it, whenever I started playing this game and I started realizing that, oh, this is what the turn-based co- uh, combat is because you know. I love Final Fantasy games. I, I and I love Dragon Quest. And I was like, okay, this is probably going to be traditional. And especially knowing that how influenced by Dragon Quest this game was, I was ready for that. And then I was like, oh no, like I've got this reckless charge. And if I can just kind of like make sure, like if he, oh, he's moved. Okay, now there's like three dudes in a line. I'm going to use yeah. that real quick and run right through them. It's. I was like, wow. And then not only that, if you knock down somebody and then hit them, you'll get like a like a 
crit basically on him and i love that that's so like what a fresh way to do a turn-based rpg in 2020 or 2020 right when this yeah what a a genius way to to kind of take such an old concept but give it some new life because how many other games do this like it is an amazingly great turn-based strategy or turn-based rpg game that also happens to be a really good mario kart game that also (laughs) happens to be a pretty good Pokemon you know, game? mini game, Pokemon game, and a mini game collection. Oh, I do want to say also my favorite trophy in this whole game, really quick. There's a tr- so it's a it's a it's a Dragon Quest game, right? So there has to be mimics, but how do you do mimics in a real world? It's very simple. Oh, yeah, you yeah. find the treasure chests don't exist. You find safes that you can break into and steal shit. And there's a trophy called Treasure Displeasure for basically being mimicked, which is you open a safe and there's just a dude, dude in his underwear out. there and he jumps on your face with his underwear. Uh, it's, it's so great. good. And like uh, even the dialogue that comes with that is just like, I wonder how long he's been in there. It's like, <laughs> it's just so good. Like the writings, it's just kooky. It's fun. Like it, it, it's really um, graphic at times. It's really serious. But man, like all of just the little side stuff or just uh, conversations that your characters just have passing by each other. It's so just lighthearted and fun. It's it is a perfect uh, JRPG. It, it's a perfect turn based game. If you're someone who doesn't really get into those or maybe is looking to try it out, try this one out. It is such a great game feels good combat doesn't really waste your time too much um like i never felt uh like i was wasting my time doing a random encounter or you know it, i would say random encounter but you see most of the enemies coming at you you know they're on the map they they've got arrows on them you know when they're coming uh it's really up to you if you want to run into them fight them you can kind of maneuver maneuver around the city yeah uh, you can in get, a way but Parts of the city are like, yo, don't go here unless you're level whatever. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes they're like, I need to go over here and talk to a guy or I can't. But that is in an area that is fucking hard. So it's like, well, you can fucking sit here and grind or you can just try to fucking like dodge, yeah, just, dip and run. Yeah, just uh, try it. <laughs> go for it, you know. And it, uh, also, I kind of love the uh, the retry system is like they you pay so much of your money to like come back and you can... uh pay for like oh. basically having a full heal to go no, this is interesting fight. i didn't know that because i never got a game oh, over see i fucking got with, with one exception i got a, i got a bunch of game overs trying to do the true final millennium dungeon right. but if you get a game over in that you're just dead because they you know it's the yeah, hardest thing so you yeah you have to restart from the beginning so i didn't know that was a thing yeah yeah uh because um the the dude that takes over the uh leo mong he kicked my ass the first time second time i beat his ass but like that first time fighting him that was a rough fight for me like that was i hated it because it was also like 3 a.m and i was like oh i want to go to bed i'll just do this one last fight and then it was just what time was it it was like 3 a.m you must be lonely oh i was i was playing that was a song that That was a song what song was that 3 a.m and i must be lonely that song yeah i don't know that song (laughs) What song is that? Is that that's fucking Blues Traveler? Is it? I said, oh no, it's Matchbox Twenty, three a.m. Oh, I man. said, baby, three a.m. It must be lonely. You don't know oh, that song? Okay, yeah, I do know this song now. See, well, I'm, she said, I'm, baby, what can't help me skate? That that song. We need to do karaoke sometime. Can you? Can we play some of three a.m. without getting in trouble? Um, I can. 
Mm, I could try and see if it uh, passes through. <laughs> oh, look. See? There it was. Did you enjoy it? No, it was Matchbox 20. <laughs> um, I want to rate this game. Okay. And I want to rate this game like this. For fun factor. Yes. If you're just playing this game for fun and you're just having a good time and you're not worrying about trophies, you're just playing for the full effect. This game is a platinum. This is a perfect, great time. It's a top echelon game. I put more time into this game than I did my favorite game of all time, Persona 4 or Persona 5. Uh, but that's also because you have to grind way more in this game. Mm-hmm. Actually, I probably put more time into Persona 4 because I did have to play that three times. doesn't matter. <laughs> so, But for trophies, much like before when we talked about Resident Evil Village where there's one trophy that breaks everything, mm-hmm. this has one trophy that breaks everything. And for that reason, I have to give it a copper. I it's mean, that's still it's like... fucking insane how much they need they want you to grind. Mm-hmm. I do not suggest this game for anyone who, unless you are the biggest Yakuza fan in the world or insane like me and just want to have it. Now, the hilarious thing about that is that this game is so fucking hard to get the platinum of. And it's got a 16% clear rate, which is actually pretty high when it comes to platinum trophies. Damn. I mean, that just means a lot of people like the game, though. Like, yeah. That were that willing grind, to stick it out. Yeah. That grind is insane. Like, here's the weirdest thing about it. The, like, the top speed run time for this game is two days and 11 hours. So I took 185 Jeez. hours to do it. Somebody did this. In what is that? Fifty nine hours, yeah, about sixty. Get hours, everything. Yeah. So there's got to be something I'm doing wrong. <laughs> I but, wonder if it was just like immediately do the silver slimes and then keep moving. There's got to be like speedrun strats. I had to do that. I yeah. It says silver. It's the homeless guys that are the silver slimes. But you have to do it for fucking hours. Yeah. I couldn't do that. Like whenever, I mean, even when they were just like, Hey, get 3 million in, I was just kind of like, I don't really want to sit here for a couple hours doing that. Like, sorry. Um, that's just not my MO right now. <laughs> like I got too many other things to play, <laughs> but yeah. What would, so far of, of what you've played, what would you rate this game for fun? Oh my God. I'd give it a platinum. Yeah. Fucking game rules. It's a, it's, this game fucking rules. It's so fucking good. I mean, granted my, my biggest complaint being, that moment whenever they literally were just like hey go grind i'm i really don't like that in video games when they're just like hey we just need you to just go do this for a while it's like no just streamline it a little bit better so that like if i have to do that it is something that is like oh well this will take me 30 minutes you know um granted i guess if i were just to finish that side quest of doing the the like stock market thing it's like yeah then that's great but I didn't do that here. I was I was playing through the story uh pretty consistently at some points and and I was ready to just kind of keep going and it just halted all momentum. And that's that's a big pet peeve, so not a big fan of that, but granted I don't think there's other than going to the true final Millennium Tower uh to fight Maximilian Pegasus or whatever. Um it's uh it's the guy that's always at the end. Every Yakuza game has a trophy for beating the final sub story, which is a dude named like Adon or whatever, and it that was this again. Uh 
But see, yeah, like, I mean, if, if it were that, then it's like, well, that makes sense. It's after the game, it's, you're done, you, you know, it's go grind for this because you just want to keep playing this game. I, it was just like, oh, I, man, I, I'm, I I'm in the story, I'm in the thick of it. I just, like, it was like, cha- it's like chapter 12 even, and there's only 15 chapters, and then they're just kind of like, oh, nope, stop. And it was like, oh, man, really? Like, we were just getting into the, the like, the climax, and, and then... You took my climax away. Now I can't climax. So it's like, damn. Like, um, but yeah. Other than that, this game's fucking phenomenal. Like, it yeah, is a fucking, fucking I can't powerhouse game. It is so good. Go play this game. It especially if you got Game Pass, it's free, and that's free. So go play. Oh, it. I'm, I'm apparently reading that either I don't know if either I did something wrong or they've nerfed it to make it easier. Mm-hmm. But most people are saying you don't have to level so many jobs done level ninety nine anymore. Maybe maybe some people are just being assholes. Yeah. Doesn't matter. This game was long. I loved it. I would definitely, if it wasn't for that trophy, I would platinum it again. I don't know if I ever want to platinum this again. Um, what a great game! I'm so glad we get to talk about this game and how crazy and, and kooky it is. And I hope more people play it. Uh, Chris, do we have any? emails before we talk about what our final episode of the year actually before we get the emails um i want to say shouts out to everyone at that came to the portland mega 64 last laugh show and said they were listening thank you so much because we're not sure who's listening to this we know people are but it's just a number it could be some like weird bot in bangladesh <laughs> that's listening to our podcast no apparently reason. it's Did australia anyone- that's Australia. That's right. I forgot. Did anyone from any of those countries that we, uh, does anyone from Lithuania or, or Mongolia listening? Like we wanted, uh, you know what? I haven't checked the, uh, the analytics, uh, we'll in a minute, the, but I will we'll need the anal- look up the Lithuania analytics. What's uh, we got an email. What's we the do email? have an email. Uh, we have an email from our friend Omar, uh, says, Hey, right. Everyone's a friend. Hell You're yeah. A friend. If you, if you call in Omar is definitely our friend. Friend Omar says, hey, Ryan and Chris, what do you believe are the pros and cons of having uh, trophies or achievements in video games? I feel like this meta game can be fun, uh, a fun way to extend the life of a game I really like. But it does little to intrigue me to play a game of uh, that I have no interest in just for the trophies. I love fighting games and I had fun getting the Platinums in MKX and MK11. And some trophies like win 10 online ranked matches in a row are fun to have just for bragging rights. However, I have few Platinums because games that I like uh, enough to try to get the Platinum are few and far between. How do you feel uh, your approach to games has changed since trophies became a thing? Do you ever go for easy Platinums or only sink your time into games you love? P.S. I love the style of your podcast. The recaps, opinions, and reviews so far have been super interesting and insightful. I'd love to hear what you guys th- uh, what your guys' thoughts on Doki Doki Literature Club are, too. Ooh, I highly yeah, recommend it. Fun. It's only a five-hour game. I think uh, a podcast episode on the game would be amazing. Cheers, Omar. Thank you so much for the email, dude. Like that Thank you, Omar. Uh, I've actually played Doki Doki Literature Club on back when it first came out on PC, but I did just pick up, I have the PS4 version. I'm going to get the Platinum in that eventually sometime next year. I love Doki Doki. That was a lot of questions. So let's. Yeah, so uh, we have three main questions here. It's okay. uh, what are the pros and cons to having yeah. them in games period? And then okay. what is our approach uh, to 
uh, gaming since trophies have become a thing? And uh, then do I'm we just go for that. easy platinums or just games? Well, let's get that one out of the way. Yes, absolutely. I play <laughs> no. a lot of shitty games for easy platinums. Like I like I said, I platinumed the my friend Peppa Pig game yeah. recently. Like, you know, I have I have no qualms. I I will get anything. I I'm more about quantity than quality sometimes. And I'm quite the opposite. If if the game doesn't interest me, I'm not going to I'm definitely not going to platinum it. Uh but if if it is something that I really really love, um I I do find uh the will of trying to 100% it as best as I can. But if I do reach that level of uh where I'm just like I'm ready to move on, then I'll just move on and I'm I have an easy time with that because then there is something there for me to come back to if I do want to come back to that game. See, and I usually research what a game takes beforehand. So once I, once I start it, I know I'm here for the long run Mm -hmm. and I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to the end. The second question, I want to go, the question is reversed. How has gaming for you changed since the invention of trophies uh, trophies and achievements actually is a really great question because up until the PS or the 360. You know, I played a game and I would still definitely 100% games that I liked, especially like Nintendo games, like, you know, get all the Yoshi coins in, you know, Super Mario World on the GBA or, you know, shit like that. Like, yeah, but yeah, but also like, oh, I'm done with the game. I'm moving on. Once achievements first came out and I remember getting an Xbox 360 pretty Pretty not exactly when they came out, like a, a few months later, and it's like, what's this achievement shit? Oh, this is cool. And like I wasn't trying I wouldn't I wasn't doing the thing where it's like I'm only playing a game if I can get hundred percent of the gamer score, right? But it's like, oh, this condemned game is good. I want to find a guy that shows me where all of the uh, the uh collectibles are so I can get the gamer score, right? Or you know, I'm bored, I'll play some more of this. What is the name of that game? Hectics or the game that came free on the 360 that had like the hexes. Oh man, you just opened a memory. Yeah, I know you what you're talking game? about, it, but I don't like, know what it's called. There were ones on there I'll never like. You would have to like do some crazy shit to get, but it's like I'll play to try and do some stuff. Hmm. And it wasn't until I want to say trophy or achievement hunting became like a thing. It's like we have a leaderboard, and it's like oh fuck. And that's when I got big into playing shit games for that. It's like that's where you know Avatar: The Last Ender. Airbender, the Burning Earth, the first game with just like play for five minutes, get a thousand. Play for, minutes, play for thirty seconds, man. Yeah, like that's when that's when it took off. And since then, I was after that point, I was a three sixty trophy or achievement fiend. Like I was playing games solely for the trophies. The difference with trophy or I keep saying trophies. The difference with achievements and trophies is because achievements are based on just a raw number versus trophies with the platinum count if i would play a game and then i wouldn't get all the you know if there were online trophies there was something crazy it was like uh, who cares i got 930 more points onto the pile and that's really all i cared about mm-hmm. it's platinums have made me more uh, gotten me back on that perfectionist completionist train because now it's like yeah i did everything but i didn't get that last trophy so now it's just sitting there uncompleted fuck that, and that's you know, a little bit more tangible to say oh i've platinum 900 games which usually means you've beaten uh, almost 100 percent or at least 800 uh yeah. of a game so it's easy to say well i've been 900 games whereas like the the xbox system it's 
you could grind away at one game and get close to a thousand, but it doesn't fully represent one game. And there's a lot of games even that don't have a, a full like well, gamer scores changed, changed after a while, they didn't they? That. Yeah. It, so much how there are games now on the PlayStation that are have platinums and don't have platinums and just have you know 315 uh, points worth of trophies. There used to be that. Full games on the 360 had a thousand gamer score, right. and downloadable smaller games had 250 achievement points. That's that was a lot of your like your Xbox Live Arcade games. A couple of years ago, they changed it and they said, "Fuck it, everything's got a thousand gamer score." So like, there will be games that come out on the PlayStation that do not have a platinum and are just like, you know, just play the game, have fun. We put some trophies in it, but we don't really give a shit. But if that game's on Xbox, instead of being worth 200 points, now it's worth a thousand points because they have to. Which I think is something that Sony should make. Like, there shouldn't be games without platinums anymore. But that's just me. I I really would love to hear a talk at one of these GDCs or something from the people who are in charge of how trophies work at PlayStation. Because the the fact that these shit easy two minute games can come out with a platinum, but then like <laughs> yeah. Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon just got announced. You know, it's uh, coming to PS4 and PS5 through the Far Cry 6 pack, and it doesn't have a platinum. That's weird. Blood Dragon doesn't have a platinum, but, you know, A Dream of Springs or Christian Gaming Game 14 can have a platinum. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Right. I wonder what the, uh, the like, what's the word that I'm looking for? Uh, I wonder what the, fuck reasoning yeah or yeah like what the threshold yeah, you know what the obje- want, like what do you absolutely. need to that to should be that? fucking playstation has its own con called the playstation experience mm-hmm. just fucking have a panel on how we do trophies <laughs> that would be cool yeah here's the i think i've said this before here's the dream that this i am doing this podcast with you a because it's fun but B, it's like, I don't want to become rich and famous. I don't care if we get our sponsor from Gamefly. Gamefly, where you at, man? Where is our game? Or our sponsor this week from Lay's Potato Chips. But what I want is to become well-known enough as a trophy hunter that some indie game that's going to be on PlayStation goes, Hey, Ryan, will you help consult and make help us make our trophies? On what, like, I just want some company to just be like, hey, you know a lot about trophies. We don't. Can, right. can you help us with this? I don't even want money. I just want to do it. Anyway. You know what? I'm going to build off of that because uh, for me, uh, with achievements, I I really got into Xbox achievements when they were first a thing. I, I thought achievement hunting was super fun. And I did it. Like, I was renting every game from the local game uh, video rental place. Like, every weekend i was just getting everything that i could try to beat it get my thousand gamer score and get out you know um and i was really into comparing with my friends and stuff and i i believe i was even on some xbox site like trying to compete on their leaderboard or something like that but then there was one point where it just kind of lost its luster for me because there are so many games now especially that are just like you know complete chapter one got an achievement here's chapter two you got an achievement you turned on the game and hit the start menu you got an achievement and that's just kind of like i don't need that in my life like that just it's boring feels like it was just an afterthought that they were like oh yeah we got to put in these things uh put one in if they they hit the x button two times it's like oh okay like it it, I, i just kind of 
lost the enjoyment because there's it feel, feels like achievements got to a point where it's just shovelware. Feels like there's I mean, just too much and it's just is kind of nonsense. A, but a good forty percent of my trophy collection right. is shovelware, which is why I said next year I'm trying to cut that out. I will lose a lot of ranking because unfortunately the trophy economy over the last three years, I'd say since 2018 was really with when shit easy games got too easy to get on PlayStation before there used to be like, you know, the shitty games were things that were like, they take four or five hours. Cause it's like, you know, mega mind on PS3, but it takes time. It was, I, I, for me, I feel like it was the be- the beginning of the end was my name is Mayo. Do you know what that is? Yeah. You've talked about it. A few my times. name is Mayo is a $1 game where you just click a, a bucket of mail for 50,000 <laughs> times and you get a platinum trophy and people are like it was funny to get I was like ha yeah. I'm and then all of a sudden it was like oh Radalika Games which was this company that ported over indie games that were on Steam or mobile games and were getting platinum trophies on it was like Radalika is putting out these games and it's like it takes like an hour of like this whatever funny little you know puzzle game and you get a platinum and then all of a sudden they were putting out games like oh this one only takes half an hour and you don't even have to play the whole game and then they were starting putting out visual novels that take 30 seconds and now we're getting to the point where like I said a Christian gaming corporation (laughs) is putting out a game once a week that costs 99 cents it takes four seconds to platinum and we're at the point where the people that are the highest on the leaderboards are not only playing that game every week, they're playing that game on four different markets. You know, they're getting the newest visual novel that's on PS4 and PS5 and playing it nine times. And it's all become a arms race. Yeah, it just kind of feels like uh, if you have the money to spend on them. Yeah, I have definitely fallen into that trap over over COVID. That's been my COVID thing as I went too hard. I started COVID at 300 and something platinums and I'm almost <laughs> about to hit a thousand. And I think once I hit a thousand, I really need to step back and say, what's more important, making this number go up and not really having earned it or playing a bunch of games and getting the platinum for fun. Yeah. I, I think I went a little crazy. I will fully readily admit I went a little crazy with these games and I probably need to stop. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And, and- I, I will definitely drop in rank and I won't be, you know, then the top 100 in America. But at the end of the day, who gives a shit? And to, to answer the third question, I kind of feel like that is the pro and con of having a trophy or achievement system in your game is make it feel like an achievement. Make it feel like you're but getting thing, a trophy. But the make thing it is, worth it, you know? The thing is nowadays, yeah, it, there are games that like, oh, these trophies are easy and people complain that oh, I didn't really earn it. But then there's idiots like me who will spend a dollar a week right. giving it to some corp, some fucking, for all I know, some dude in the middle of the woods in Montana making these fucking ZJ the ball part 17. <laughs> and they're making good enough money to keep doing it. Right. You know, I need to stop playing the break games that come out every week that are seven dollars in place. I am part of the problem. This is this whole podcast has actually been a psyop on Chris to get them to put me through therapy. This is to realize that what I have a fucking problem. This has been a long intervention con. Just now let you know. Will I keep playing games like My Friend Peppa Pig or the Adams Family game or the Hotel Transylvania game? Yes, because that's funny. Yeah, but that that's the thing is like those are at least 
they have like a a payoff to it because it can be funny to be like, dude, I platinum Peppa fucking pig. What are you doing? Like that's funny, but like. But when I say I platinumed funny truck, everyone goes, yeah, what's, like, what's, what's funny truck? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's it, impre- It's funny to say I have the platinum in BB and Tina go to the horse farm because that's a legitimate game based on some like cartoon for kids. Mm-hmm. But if I say I have the platinum in crazy gravity you're gonna be like what the fuck's gravy gravity you know right but yeah it's basically for me just make the achievements feel like i achieved something like i don't i hate getting achievements that are just like oh you looked at the story but but also don't make them so crazy like the true final millennium tower in the game we talked about that's like fucking impossible yeah well even those i kind of feel like i don't know i'm i'm not too adverse to those because I, I, I do like the ones hey, that are hey, hard that hey, you can brag. I am adverse. But I am adver- There's a difference between difficulty and gr- and time. I if you want to make like if you want to make something like don't make fucking, it feel like a chore. If you want to make something like the Mein Leben a trophy in Warcraft or in Wolfenstein Two, mm-hmm. I'm never gonna fucking get that. You know what that is? No. Mein Leben is a trophy in War in I won't keep wanting to say Warcraft in Wolfenstein Two to beat the entire game on the hardest difficulty. In a permadeath mode. Oh, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. That is too much. Yeah. But like, there are hard trophies that I have the platinum in that I legitimately go, hey, dude, I platinumed, you know, Dark Souls back in 2013. Like, that's a cool platinum to have, right? Like, mm. hey, I did that. Or, you know, I have the platinum in Death Stranding, which was a lot of work, but, you know, like, too much work. I have some rare Platinums that are super cool that I have, like Titan Souls. That was a very hard fucking game. You know, I, I, uh, having all the trophies like in something like Injustice. Or here's a great one. I have the Platinum in Fall Guys. Yeah. That's something I can point out. Like, that was hard-earned, and I'm glad I have it. Right. Um, but when you make a Platinum that's too fucking insane, uh, like the reason I stay away from DMC games is because they want you to get triple S in every level on the hardest difficulty where you can't get hit once. It's like, I don't have time for this. Yeah, I agree with you. Like, uh, for me, it's just like, uh, like final fantasy. I, I love getting the super hard, like, Oh, I beat this savage. And now I have like, yeah, it gives me an achievement. Final fantasy seven remake, getting the, the fucking platinum for beating the pride and joy mode, which was like the super secret hard last boss was like, that's great. Yeah, it took some extra time. I still need to play that DLC, but it's like that's oh yeah, on Final Fantasy fourteen, yeah, getting the Savage Mode one. Yeah, Those are great. That's great. What I, what I don't need is something like ESO Online that has a trophy becoming number one on the leaderboards for the PvP mode that only yeah. one person can get at a time. It's like fuck this. Yeah, I I don't have like that's why I'm so glad that the achievement system in Final Fantasy like it hides all the ones that like pvp related ones that you have to get through like seasons and stuff like get diamond rank or something yeah like all that like they don't give you a score and they just are like they're hidden so that if they don't bug me that i'm like oh i kind of want that but I, it's unobtainable you know like if, if i could make one change to the trophy system number one i would get rid i really would even though i bolstered my numbers with it i would get rid of all of these like you should not be able to get a platinum in under an hour an hour should be the absolute minimum. And that should be for like indie games, something like a short hike where it's like, that was a really fun game and I'm glad I played it. And you get the platinum in one or two hours, right? Mm-hmm. Number two, um, I think that I would try to make it so that most trophies are like, have a trophy based on being 
playing most of the game, but you don't need something that's like an insane level of dedication. Like do this one entire thing. And also I entirely get rid of multiplayer trophies. They're the fucking worst. <laughs> I think a game, if you want to, f- if, if you're worried about your trophies, most here's, here's what it comes down to. Most companies don't give a shit. They right. know that trophies make people buy more games. Sony knows that they have a, they, it leaked a while ago. They had an internal memo to make more of their first party games easier to platinum so that people would buy them because they wanted to. That's why they changed the platinum system with um, the move to PS5 to go from the 1 to 99 rank to the 999, so more people were getting levels, you know, more often, oh, and it seems sense. like, hey, I'm going up in level, instead of you go up in level once every, you know, 10 games, now you go up in level every 1 to 2 games. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I would use trophies like this. I would say that every game, number one, should have a platinum. Don't do this non-platinum shit, unless it's a shit-easy game. And then, sure, those those should be the things like Sakura Succubus Four shouldn't have a platinum, but you know, make these other games and you make them, you make a third of them for story based. You know, beat level one, beat level two. You make a third of them completion based, find all the shit, and you make a third of them wacky and weird shit. And that's the perfect list. Yeah, like. I I don't know for me uh, honestly just get rid of them <laughs> just get rid of trophies I'll fucking stab you I'm gonna fucking stab you <laughs> fuck off no. or maybe yeah get rid of them and maybe the curse is broken and I'll just go back to playing nothing but N64 um, <laughs> hey Omar thank you what a fucking thank awesome you Omar Email. That was a so great email. If you have a good question like that and you want to, uh, to write in and ask us some very thought provoking questions, you can email us at I have more trophies than you at gmail.com. It's the name or, of the show altogether. Or call, at gmail. Or, call, or call Chris on his personal cell phone number, no. which is. Nope. <laughs> oh my gosh, you have my cell phone number, don't you? Don't. Yes, I do. Don't say it. <laughs> Brian, how could you I, do this to me? <laughs> Every time. Did you bleep it out? Yeah. Why? Let me say your phone number on the on the internet. Well. Alright. It's <laughs> I'm not giving that. No, it's not funny if you <laughs> don't don't use that. It's not funny if you do it. Um this has been I have more trophies than you. Uh it's been a great opening of this year of us doing it. And now Yeah, this was over. our last game of the year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was because there's only one more episode this year in it and what is show we have coming out on twelve thirty one. Can't wait. The last day of the year. And what are we gonna do? It's very simple. I want to rip off every podcast I've ever listened to that does Game of the Year awards and do my own. Hell yeah. So we're calling this I have more game awards than you. Genius. Or I or what's better? I have more games of the year than you? Yeah. I have more game of the years than you. <laughs> I have more Game of the Year awards than you. And we are going to do this. The next episode, it's going to be longer. It's going to be fun. And we are 1,000% ripping off Giant Bomb. And we're going to do it that format. We're going to have a bunch of categories. Chris is going to bring games. I'm going to bring games. We're going to pitch games to each category. We're going to get a top three with a winner and two runners up. Now, if there's a tie between Chris and I, we... Wait, hold on. How are we going to... to the death. 
No, what are we gonna uh, do? do? Two we, man sack race on consecutive nope. Sundays. Stop this. Uh, uh, are we gonna pull? Do we pull in people that we know, or do we, we just could. debate? Or do we just debate until somebody gives up? Because <laughs> you know what, I will argue. Uh, game of the year is Final Fantasy fourteen, and you know not, I'm coming with it because oh, it is. I'm gonna, tell you, I'm gonna tell you right now, it's not eligible because it's not a new game. It's an expansion. I have a category oh. just for you. <laughs> I have a category just for you with Endwalker. Okay. But it's not a it's not a new game. Okay, that's fair. And here's my definition of a new game. It has a it has a trophy list of its own. Okay. Or an achievement list of its own on either Xbox or PSN or like Steam. Steam, yeah. And here's the thing about Endwalker. It is DLC to Final Fantasy 14. So it does not count as a new game. Now, I'll let you argue for it in some other categories, but it's not going to be eligible for Game of the Year. Okay. Because it's not a new game. I guess that's fair. Or, or I'll tell you this right now. I'll let you put it on the list, but it's not going to win. So you <laughs> either it, it can't be on the list and not win. It can be on the list, but it's not allowed <laughs> in the top five. Or, oh, that's not fair. Or... It can't be on the list at all, but it gets its own category. Hmm. I'll let you think about that till next right. time. That's fair. And we will see you guys next time. Yeah. Same place. Uh, same time. Same bat radio. That's not the saying. Is it? No, it's same bat time, same bat channel. Did you never watch that as a kid? I did, but... I watched it all the time with my friend Brad... Uh, and we would go over to his house and watch it after school, and then we would pretend to kick and punch each other and say, bam, pow, chow. Because <laughs> it was on, like, TV land or something. I was That's in, great. I loved doing a... I, see, I watched the animated series more. Well, of course I watched that, too. Yeah. But Batman, the, the Adam West one, just had a charm of, like, this is stupid, and I loved it. Have you ever seen the Batman movie yeah. with Adam West? Oh, it's yeah. a great movie. Great yeah. movie. I would, right. I'll give it that. That that you know what? I'll go out on yeah. this. That's the best Batman movie that's ever been done. You're fucking stupid, and I have more trophies than you. At the end. <laughs>
T-R-O-P-H-I-E-S-P-O-D. That's More Trophies Pod. Also, you can email us at I have more trophies than you at gmail.com. It's just the name of the show, all one word at gmail.com. Also, be sure to follow Ryan at Dr. Underscore Ryan on Twitter. You can also keep up to date with his Monday night Twitch streams office hours at twitch.tv forward slash Dr. Underscore Ryan. That's Dr. Underscore R-Y-A-N. Dr. Underscore Ryan on both Twitch and Twitter. And follow Chris on Twitter at Purezu in Japan. Now, I, I know, I know what you're thinking. Don't worry, I'm going to spell it out for you right now. That's B-U-R-E-Z-U-I-N-J-A-P-A-N. That's all one word, Purezu in Japan on Twitter. And when they are streaming, you can check them out at twitch.tv forward slash blaze TK. That's B-L-A-Z-E, the letter T, the letter K on Twitch, blaze TK. Thank you again so much, everyone. We'll see you in the next episode.